forever. Dog. Oh, we're going up to Elsa's ice palace to argue about a slow-moving boat ride. With you, and you, and you, and Carly Wiesel. Strap in. It's Frozen Ever After on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the theme park podcast hosted by three guys who used to ride the Frozen ride, but now pray the Zoom screen doesn't get frozen. My name is Mike Carlson. Joining me as always, Scott Gardner. <laughs> you said make funny if we didn't like it, but I liked it. So, uh, All right. Well, thank yes. you. Yeah, yeah. Thumbs up from me. Uh, Jason Sheridan here. Do you like it? I feel like I'd be getting twice as much grief as you are going to get if I came out with that shit. <laughs> well, give it to me. Come on. You want standard. it? It's right. forever. All Let right. me have it. It, it. it does sound a little like the um, like a youth pastor or something. Yeah. Like, come on, let me have let me have it. <laughs> like, you know, call me a millennials, youth millennials are always on their iPhones, but what they should be saying is, "I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior." You're, that sort of. You're right. Cumbersome. You're right. Yeah. That is okay. I have been. I have been owned. I think. I think Jason just owned me. Just saying, you're bringing that youth pastor energy to um to a podcast, and I think that's a compliment because he's saying that you're uh, youthful. <laughs> You have a youthful well, look, appeal. Anything with youth in it in the word to describe me, I don't care. It could be like youthful uh, killer, I guess. And I'd be like, well, thank you for calling me young. Convicted youth counselor, Mike Carlson. That'd be <laughs> oh, a well, thank you very much. I very much appreciate it. I've ignored the rest of the sentence. <laughs> the Youth Center Strangler. <laughs> oh, thank you for the nickname. I appreciate it. I did it. work at the Youth Center. I do. Ooh, I do look young, right? Uh, so that's how I'm doing. Uh, let's bring our guest in, right? She wants to get so. in on the fun, and yeah. I want to know if she liked that joke. Uh, I she... loved the joke. <laughs> I'm just going to usurp any introduction just to let everyone know before they knew who I am that I love the joke. That, that Well, thank you. That is, of course, the voice of uh, podcast host, theme park journalist, foam fluencer, Carly Wiesel. She's here. She's back. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Yeah, those titles are maybe why my college has never invited me back to speak. But either way, I stand behind it. Hello. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Doesn't look impressive on a poster. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to be invited back to my college, but I want like the red carpet rolled out. So I'm holding okay, out, I think. I think I got like, I got like a crumb. I think the trail has begun because they had me write a welcome letter for freshmen. What? So I'm just well, putting, it, I'm putting it out there, like, yeah. fly me in once that's a normal thing to do, and I'll go to Southern Illinois and stand outside an experimental crop field and be like, I went here. That's all wow. I want. That's, yeah, no, I, I hear that. I, I never went to Southern. I went to Illinois State, which is mm. like midway, and I went to Western to visit, and I went to U of I to visit. That's my um, way. Never U of I, Southern. But, well, because it's, you know. I'm I'm speaking for those of us who don't know. Oh, I see. Don't know. I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. went to U of I. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. Wilco at U of I. I put that you, show on. 
Is that true? Yes. Produced? Really? The, yes. What? Wow. Really? Yeah, I went that's... backstage at the Wilco show at U of I. I probably was the person telling you you couldn't because I was in charge of security. Well, the drummer, Glenn, has one of his students I knew when I was playing in a band with him at the time. <laughs> we got to go backstage and I met yes. Jeff Tweedy and Glenn Kochi. I was wow. like, it was either me or my best friend who like escorted you backstage. Wow. This yeah. is wild. Wow. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. They, I remember right, that show. You got four minutes well. and then you're out. Yeah. Wow. It was a huh. good show. Yeah, it was great. Wow. Yeah. I have a photo. I have photos of. I have photos of it too. So we'll see if you're in the background. I might have been in there. I mean, green room is really a stretch when you're playing a campus show. But right. uh, I would have been. I would have been there. Wow. I know. What if we have some like weird foreign old version of us being friends? Well, that yes, very possible. Obviously, also we have we said it on the show. Our mothers were friends in high school. Yes. <laughs> so there's that, that one. Whoa. Yeah, it's yeah. a fair. Like once you hit a certain age, you're like, oh god, like everyone knows everyone. You can't. Yeah. You can't just fuck around and like make fun of people publicly. Like everything comes mm-hmm. back to you. Yeah, no, you should. Everyone just should scrub their history every couple weeks, just in case you said something mildly insulting <laughs> about someone. Case. Just in oh, case. God. Well, anyway, we'll catch up about U of I, I guess, later. <laughs> I could Chicago talk about podcast. the Wilco show. I remember they covered Thunderclap Newman in the encore, but we don't need to talk about that on Podcast <laughs> The Ride. Save that for a different podcast. Uh, we're talking Frozen Ever After today, uh, and we're going to get there because I think this is, this is part of the continuity from the podcast because last time you were on, we talked a little bit about Frozen in the middle of living with the land, which is very controversial in general. So I yes. felt like we, we needed to keep the controversy going with another very controversial episode. But I think we should probably discuss a controversial news story that just emerged from a few days ago. Uh, does anyone want to state what this is? And We don't feeling- get to go to Disneyland anymore. That's what's <laughs> happening. There, I said it. <laughs> yeah. uh, sure I'm we do. Drunk, we just have to it. set aside... <laughs> A portion of our Patreon money, actually all of our Patreon mm-hmm. money, uh, to for one visit, go at the rate we were going. Yeah. So the annual pass holder program is no more. Mm. Um, it's going to be gone for what at least a year before they replace it with something. Oh, I'm just going to let you know straight out of the gate. I'm not making any assumptions. Yeah. All, the point of view that I have is that looking at the language of the statement that Ken Potrock put out, who I believe he's the president of Disneyland Resort, it they keep saying the word membership, which scares me. That's not a word that we've like included in the bizarro Disney lexicon. So I'm just going to... I'm just going to sit this one out and wait to see what happens because I get the feeling I'm not even going to be able to guess what happens. Interesting. So you're thinking that some type of program emerges that is so mind boggling or perhaps like vacation club esque could emerge. I mean, I don't want to be real galaxy brain about it. I haven't Mm. been out of my house in a long, long time. So I'm starting Mm. to lose it like a weird old recluse celebrity. But regardless, like, it, the the wording sunsetting membership like it all felt like red flags to me and so mm. i know the general consensus online is like it's gonna be a flex pass for everybody but i i don't know that word membership just sticks out to me so strongly that i don't know what it could mean that's it's what they use that word for country clubs which are expensive bingo yeah or operas <laughs> operas <laughs> symphonies the membership of the symphony or um 
a place that's going to do like a four hour production of August Osage <laughs> County. Like that's where you get memberships too. I also, sunsetting is kind of not in the vibe of their usual lexicon of like wishes, dreams, enchantment. I kept saying sundowning. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think it has more negative connotations, but sunsetting, I was like, I have heard that used as a term of like we're retiring something, but that that felt very targeted it felt like every news story made sure to use the term yeah it felt like the least upsetting phrase for "Mm, (laughs) your whole life as you visited disneyland has ended for now (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah uh, well let me i i have yeah i was thinking like it's gonna come back yeah but what what monster will it emerge as because we started when i moved to los angeles over 10 years ago I'm still young, but I moved here 10 years ago. Uh, it was cheap as hell to go get an annual pass to Disneyland. So they sort of got, and Jason had it then. I'm sure Scott had it then. Like They got us used to a lifestyle with their cheap ticket. And then yeah. slowly they've increased the price, increased the price. And because we're suckers... Uh, we've been paying it. We've been tr- we've been like foregoing other necessities probably in our lives to make sure we allocate enough for a Disneyland annual pass. When it used to be like two hundred bucks, and you could go two hundred days a year, and it did feel like it was breaking because I think they really they long gamed. I mean, I know they've had it for long, but they long gamed like a million people in Southern California and around the area. So it was something that was going to break because so many people had gotten used to popping into disneyland for five hours here and there but it's like testing us like how much will you pay will you do this will you do this and the answer is always yes and so what what are they going to do how do they clear out these parks that are getting too full and too full and now that there is a uh like state government mandated reason to make them less full now is the time to pull the carpet out yeah so it is it it does feel like we should brace ourselves if we want to ever have the lifestyle of like 250 days a year going into Disneyland to get, you know, a glass of wine and ride Big Thunder and leave. We probably will have to pay about $15,000 a year. That's a guess. That no. I don't know if it's unreasonable. <laughs> I really don't. And I, well, I think the, the other thing that, you know, I considered in the past, and I don't think this has been an option for a while now. But sometimes if my family went down just for like a long weekend and we knew we would come back the next summer, my dad would get like a seven day park hopper and just keep it in his wallet for a year because for a time, those days never expired. And I think they've stopped selling those kinds of park hoppers on both coasts at this point. But that was an option too, because once you start adding on uh, days, the price per day uh, starts to drop. You buy anything in quantity, the price starts right. to drop. You know? So, sure. it's, I don't know, prepare for the worst, I think, is really what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I understand the reasons that they're doing it, and it'll probably make it a more pleasant experience to be around there when you get to go there. Like, the rationale all totally makes sense to me. But then on the flip side, I'm like, but I want to go. I used to be able to go, and this thing has sucked, and it's never-ending. And now when it's over, I don't get to go to Disneyland all the time, or I have to, or it'll be insanely cost-prohibitive. Yeah, I I am feeling that way, too. Um, I was thinking, could it be... Could it be something crazier like you... You know how the, the Vacation Club is some sort of 
very large amount of money and you like technically own a room in a hotel could they be like annexing like pieces of the park now and I technically own like a room on the haunted mansion if I pay $50,000 <laughs> and then I get to go into the park fairly regularly? Is that possible? I think it is. One way to do it. I'm so. definitely in denial well, of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not well, and you had you were posting about cuz you have a premiere yeah, pass. Yeah, I'm going right? to get so big you're, time. That's screwed. even more complicated. Yeah, and I'm like just waiting to see what money they give me back because I got a premiere pass like a genius two weeks before a pandemic. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> premiere is the one that gets you into Disneyland and Disney. Yeah, this is gonna sound like like I'm a living fossil, but uh, it gets you into any Disney park in America any day of the week and all yeah, year okay. round. Which like, Jeez. Bleh, oh no, blackouts. Um, wow. No blackouts at either resort any day of the year. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So that's that, that's gone. Oh, I'm seeing here they've just announced that pass now costs five hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I I look. I am happy because I'm not really happy, but I like for the person who comes in for their once a year trip. Is it going to be less filled with people like us who are just like roaming and mulling about? And like commenting on like, oh, there's some chipped paint up here in New Orleans Square. Like they won't have to see that horribleness. <laughs> but yes, I, I still am going to miss commenting on that chipped paint. This yeah. is where I feel maybe unself-aware. I'm like, you know, I see all this stuff grumbling about annual pass holders and how, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like they're never happy and they come in and don't even spend any money and uh, just clog the place up. But now, but then I'm. Going like, yeah, but that's not me though, right? No, I'm I, not part of the problem. I, I that was even I was saying to Aaron the night that it happened, like, but that's like not like I think I help the the vibe at Disneyland. I'm like <laughs> I'm like the guy who starts the wave at the at the baseball game. I'm helping with the spirit and the morale. I'm not a drag. I'm not not walking around complaining, right? I'm one of the good ones, right? <laughs> I oh I. I can't confidently say that. I'm the one. I bring a backpack, uh, I, my own reusable water bottle, a bag of Cliff Bars, uh, my own sunscreen. Like I, I have gone down and not spent any money, in, uh, you know, besides parking. And then, mm-hmm. but, yeah, you don't have your wagons. You don't have your wagons of ice. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. they are playing with fire. They already banned the wagons and the massive coolers. So, like the lo- I mean, the locals are going to want to go when this when Disneyland opens back up. They're going to have to figure something out. I I have to say, it's a shame though. Um, where it's probably helpful that the Flex Pass reservations worked pretty well the year or so I had it, mm-hmm. and so I'm assuming whatever comes back would probably be something along those lines. Yeah, I, I would guess, but yeah, membership is. It's a good point that Carly makes that membership is an interesting word. And we'll see what that means. Yeah. Mike, you should do a deep dive. You should research the Vacation Club point system because that, that would be right up your alley. To <laughs> I do know that. a little bit about it. You have to bank, uh, you bank a certain amount of points for the size of the room or the number of days you go. And it's uh, yes. there's equations mm-hmm. and it's incredibly well, What makes you say that's up Mike's alley and not Scott's alley? <laughs> 
I'm just... Well, Mike famously loves points. I mean, he's, he's got a whole system with the points. You're Scott... saying that I don't want to solve math equations to go to a theme park? I think I explained like five minutes of the Vacation Club to Scott like a year ago, and I think he shouted at me to stop. <laughs> like, I don't There's probably... That'll be a, if you ever want to do a, a scot-free episode, if you want to, getting off scot-free, you could call it, uh, <laughs> feel free to just do the dry Vacation Club Point Rundown episode, so okay. that, and, then I, and I will step away from it so that I will bear no responsibility for the for when dullness our of the content. Shoot through the roof, when our numbers <laughs> explode and the podcast takes over my favorite murder as the top podcast in the world, that's what will happen. <laughs> Uh, we, we always wanted. That's what we always <laughs> wanted. Uh, all right. So, uh, Carly, any last thoughts about this? Any other? Uh, I mean, the thing that I'm thinking about now is just that it's even if things do go slightly back to normal, where you have some sort of pass membership, whatever, where you can visit the parks, it's going to be really hard to coordinate with your friends the way we used to. Because mm. I had friends who had yeah. every yeah. type of pass, and we were still able to find those pockets where we would all line up and be able to go. And depending on what happens, that's probably uh, not going to be as easy. Right. That's yeah, something that I thought sense. about. That are, are Scott, Mike, and Jason going to be able to go to the park again? Like the thing that we did all the time that spurred this show? Can we not do it anymore? I don't know. I, it's, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible that like one of us will have to win the lottery to get the uh, actual good pass and then somebody else like i'll have a pass that just gets me into Cali california adventure from like noon to four on wednesdays and i can only go on the like i can only go on soren and grizzly river rapids and that's it <laughs> <laughs> and that pass costs ten thousand dollars a year <laughs> there's always costco tickets costco yeah. tickets yeah and we look we could also just go hard at, at knots you know we could just go hard and say, you know what? Mm -hmm. F yeah. Disneyland. Knott's is the place we like. <laughs> I mean, now. even Universal was sending some shady tweets. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're ready for pass holders. Were they saying, like, yeah. we're considering how our annual pass program is going to work? Oh, what was they their tweeted vibe? something that was just like, LOL, love you, our annual pass holders. Like, wow. just very <laughs> sassy towards Disney. Okay. I mean, I, you know? well, they can win me over. And certainly, I've heard a rumor that, you know, next year is when Nintendo Land might open, and I certainly will want to spend a lot of time in Nintendo Land, so they can certainly win me over. They can get me. I'm gettable by Universal at this point. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. Uh, there's a lot of things that still have to play out in our real world logistically <laughs> to even get to the point where uh we're talking about what the past system looks like so yeah it is it is a bit hard to out. mourn like oh i can't hang out with my friends at disneyland when i haven't truly seen a living soul in like many yeah. many weeks mm -hmm. <laughs> i yeah i just hope that six flags doesn't follow suit and they get rid of their buy a churro get an annual pass for free deal <laughs> that they don't <laughs> they need to keep incentives like that going for me to want to go back to six flags so, i'm just know, gonna we'll go all, get... all in on the santa monica pier that's my move i've bought a pass there before it was like a hundred bucks they have a decent coaster it does the trick but yeah. they're never gonna have a membership situation so why not yeah we should just all pop baby yeah popping off at pop <laughs> this podcast is all about 
the Santa Monica beer from now on. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, in protest, we're going to get rid of the old Disneyland episodes on our feed <laughs> and replace them retroactively with Santa Monica Pier episodes. Mm. Just out of, out of anger. All right, so. we're covering the rotating school bus again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the coffee bean. Ep- the, the coffee bean four. <laughs> Taco Bell booth. <laughs> Taco I Bell slash the, KFC. Yeah. Episode five. Um, I, I, I do. I don't know if this is in your lineup for notes, but I think we do need to discuss that like quiet Disneyland announcement today that they're kind of turning the Rainforest Cafe into a Star Wars store. Yes, what? I, did, I missed this. I did, no, I did this is breaking this. to me. Yeah, uh, it was yeah, very subdued. It was kind of like, ooh, like we're going to open a spaceport in a former jungle. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, I mean, that's right up your alley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank, God, uh, I mean, thank God they're using the building for something. It's, it's been so creepy every time you walk by it because it's just a husk of something. Uh, it's, it's, somebody pointed out, it might have been uh, Freddy. It might have been Freddy from Batu. Uh, that it looks, the building kind of looks like, you know, a, a base, like a rebel base or a, a mm-hmm. resistance yeah. base already. So it may be, if they could actually do something cool with the theming. I don't know if they're going to, but I hope so. Yeah. Well, there's still dusty vines. There's still dusty rainforest vines, I guess, in there. <laughs> Seem to be the implication. Oh, is that, so you think it's all uh, still, everything inside has not been taken out? I... I think well, I would I would have thought it was taken out, but then when they were like, "It's a jung- reclaimed jungle base," I was like, "Oh, I guess there's maybe some of it still in there, or maybe some of the walls were painted that they can just continue to use, or just do a fresh coat of paint." Or they something. have to oh, sweep out but... like knee a knee deep amount of old chicken tender breading. It's <laughs> <laughs> been sitting there for four years. <laughs> they got to fumigate. Yeah, that's there. <laughs> what? If there's like animatronic animals still there, they can't use those, right? Because those are owned by Tillman Fertitta. I don't. I, I have to think those are gold. Yeah, I would pray. I would love. I would love for there to be like barely concealed Rainforest Cafe stuff. To me, that would add to the story so much more. Yes, I agree. I mean, yeah, I it guess would they, be in keeping with what they've done lately. Like the old. What was that's the thing called the premiere. Store. What is the the store that they opened? That's like oh, a spirit Halloween. The warehouse. The store in the, the like inside in the, the park. In the who wants to be a millionaire? Play it. Yeah. Where it's where the the play it sign is still there. Yeah. Well, Stage yeah, seventeen, just... I believe. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Scott. Yes. Scott got to tour that. Um, yeah, that was that was something. Yeah, I described it on the podcast as the mo- the single most depressing thing Disney's ever put together. <laughs> it's the saddest store. Well, after this episode, I might have to disagree with you on that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh boy! <Wow. laughs> well, really? that's a preview. Really? I'm this up. Uh, <laughs> they had moved. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They moved, what did they? They like got rid of the Wonderground Gallery, right? And they put like Star Wars stuff in there for now. Yeah, and I think this is a move to be able yeah. to bring artwork back. Okay, that's good. That's basically what was my question because like I like that gallery. That was always a nice, fun little browse. Yeah, I have. I bought a ton of <laughs> small things there. Yeah, you could get um, <clears throat> postcards, coasters, yeah. or like ten thousand dollar paintings of like sexy Cinderella. By comic book artist J. Scott Campbell, which is a comic book artist that Jason and I read is or looked at as huge, hugely popular. Yeah, in the still 90s. very popular, and he does yeah. still yeah. He does princess artwork. 
anyway, so that's good that that's coming back is what I'm saying. I believe um, so. I truly true. glanced at this as I was getting into the car. So, um, yeah, I will. Mm. I kind of did the same, but I, I also saw footage from downtown Disney today and was a little surprised to see. I guess it is Sunday afternoon as we record. It was uh, crowded. <laughs> it was packed. Why? It's and, nothing uh, to do. I, I'm not like, I don't know. I, I, I guess I went in somewhere, went to a window and got coffee the other day, but like I, I couldn't. I don't think I could handle that right now. Well, there was a um, seven... A seven-hour line for Gideon's Bakery yesterday at D- Disney Springs. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> now, this oh, is Carly this News. Is, this, uh, she this knows is my, this. If I had a beat, it was the chocolate chip cookie beat. Um, <laughs> I, am, I mean, I've been obsessed with Gideon's for years since they. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, Gideon's Bakehouse is this very, very small local Orlando bakery that basically went from. I think it's like a 280 square foot stall at a food hall, like a small, not like a New York City food hall, like a small market food hall. And then now has a flagship at Disney Springs that had full day long waits on opening day. So it's like a wonderful small business story. But this cookie was sold at the Polite Pig at Disney Springs for eight bucks, which is like a a huge upsell. And so people like me who were like, I got to get this cookie would drive to the bakery and then drive back. Like I fully drove away from everyone's vacation destination to go buy a cookie. And I'm completely obsessed with it. I usually have at least one in my freezer because I, I need it. It's like my, my life source. <laughs> but it's so good. It's like it's a wonderful story. I'm so for it because it's like a small business and a quality product. And it's run by one guy who never took any investment, which is the opposite of Tillman. So wow. it's just it's real <laughs> nice that he's just there in the middle of this cluster of all these big brands. Well, that's nice. Huh. And, and, that's and good. the Disney Springs one is themed like an occult yes! bookstore, which I think is so wild. Like, I'm so into that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I am excited by these long lines. This, uh, this is my number one list. When I, uh, when I get back to Florida, this might be my most anticipated attraction is the new Gideon's. <laughs> it should be. Uh, cookies. Yeah, cause, and they have cake, too, and yeah. crazy iced coffees on tap. Crazy iced like, coffees. I, and bookshelves that turn in. They spent a year sourcing the antiques for the store. Wow. It's just oh. great. Wow. Well, what's the oh. foam situation there? They have no foam, but I'm not going to hold it against them, because there's Starbucks, like, a few steps right. away. And that Starbucks has fantastic foam. Sure. So what what would be the amount of time, uh, this is for everybody, that you would spend? Because I want to go to this place that looks cool, the food mm-hmm. looks, the, the treats look good. What is the amount of time you would feel comfortable waiting in line to get to get there? Okay, so to clarify, the Disney Springs location had a virtual queue. So okay. it's kind of just like mm-hmm. you're, you're tapped, you're tied into it. So Got I it. would wait probably either four hours or 11. Like I would put my name in and then come back at the end of the day. But I've waited okay. in the line at the because the actual place used to have a line before COVID. I think I waited 45 minutes. Okay, that's reasonable. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. I yeah. mean. Mike and I have waited like two hours for um, hot chicken. Uh, Helen Ray's yeah. hot chicken. Yeah, I love waiting in a long line to eat. <laughs> I do, don't know why. Do, what sure. do you think our line waiting tolerance is going to be like after this? You mean, do you think it'll be higher or low? Your, I, um, think, I think mine will be at the ground. Really? Just standing around waiting to do something? Hmm. I well, already had, we, Scott, we go. Oh, ahead. just we've all had to do it for the grocery store, and yeah, now I, we've all had like a lot of. Does that make us more 
like ready for lines or um I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm in, I'm in line for the uh, the the uh, pop figurines on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, <laughs> You're several in days. You paid. You to, paid like. Um, <laughs> you paid a Fiverr uh, uh, user. You're technically in line right now. You have to when this is done. You have to go back. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have to. Back. Are we okay with this episode being about uh, 35 minutes? Uh, we're gonna have to. Eight it's gonna have to be a little left. shorter than they usually are. Scott, Scott's got to get that Khaleesi pop that has different shoes than the normal pop. I got to get the double pop of the Duffer Brothers. I need both Duffer Brothers as pop figures. I won't be happy to have The two it. pack of, of, Dave, uh, of David Duchovny and Sean William Scott from Evolution. You know, that's a big deal. They're, you can only get them together. You can't get them single. I have them both from separate, from Dude, Where's My Car and from X-Files, but I need them, yeah, from the same, uh, from the same film and yeah. franchise. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, I I can't really gauge what I think people's tolerance overall because I have a very high tolerance for waiting in line, and Jason I think also has a similar tolerance. We Jason and I waited no problem like five hours for Guardians of the Galaxy the first time. <laughs> Something like that, kind of a precursor, kind of a prologue to this podcast. We had just started like rough, like s- sketching it out at the time. We just started talking about it. We, I think we knew we. Uh, we knew it was taking time. forever, but we like split a Hulk donut and it was fine. You know, like one of those giant green yeah. donuts. Um, mm. So I, I think people uh, will just be happy to be out of the house, honestly. I think people will just be thrilled to be standing somewhere else uh, <laughs> close by other humans. I think they'll be yeah. like, there'll be yeah. like a six month grace, like six month honeymoon period with lines for people. No allow it. Yeah. I thought I'd be like dancing through the streets, and now the more I think about it, and the longer I sit inside, I feel like I'm just gonna be permanently panicked about where to pee, because mm. I've had <laughs> toilet access right by me for a whole year, and now like if I wait in line for ninety minutes, what am I gonna do? Yeah, that's a good point. I have thought about that because when we drove down to like Anaheim. And went to like grab portillos and stuff. I was like, all right, I can't drink any water before. I have to make sure. Yeah. I don't want to stop in. I, we all read the article about COVID coming up through the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get co- toilet COVID, the worst kind. Uh, so there certainly those things are going to remain, I think, even if mm. you kind of like logistically know, okay, it seems like the it's. This isn't around like you will still feel an uh, uh, an anxiety about a lot of things, I assume. But just feel I like I'm going to have a real, had... a real out of body moment the first time I see a family playing that heads up game, that like Ellen iPhone game. I'm just going to be like, what were the last two years real? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah, I was imagining. Honestly, we were doing the episode. I, I went back and listened to our last episode just to make sure I remembered what everyone said. And I was remembering people just being in this uh, apartment, and I was like, this does, it feels like it happened two weeks ago. So our brains are going to block out. It's really going to be bizarre when we come on the other side of it, because it'll feel like, I, I, like your brain will just be like, nope, didn't happen. <laughs> Go on. And you'd be like, but I thought, like, it'll be a movie, like, where somebody has, like, thoughts that they don't know what they mean. And you'll be like, but I swear we were inside for 18 months and you'll be like I don't know what you're talking about Brian get a hold of yourself forcibly yeah. eternal sunshine ourselves like we'll do the best mm-hmm. we can to just yeah I mean, it helps that it's all been uh, incredibly forgettable uh, so there'll be some <laughs> natural forgetfulness 
about all of this but yeah it's yes yeah, si- yeah simultaneously yeah it'll be felt like a week and a year and a half or whatever mm-hmm. the hell um there's no I, yeah my memory is just totally mm-hmm. shot i i jane and i were rewatched the last two because riverdale comes back this week and jane and i watched the last two episodes of season four and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot all of this. I forgot all of this stuff happened. Like, we spent the first two weeks of quarantining, just binging Riverdale. And I was like, do you remember that? Do you remember when we did that? I forgot. I mean, it's also a show where it's like, oh, I forgot about the Tickle Club. I forgot about the Tickle where they got there were rival Tickle video sites. What? Um, yeah, it's that. I mean, this is after the cult and after the inset. Like, it's it's you know, it goes Wait, a lot quick, of places. Real quick, because so. we got to start on the actual ride. But what is a tickle club? Yeah. Well, like that movie, that documentary, tickled about the guy who would make the tickle websites, mm-hmm. and he was a real like nut job. Uh, they incorporated that into a season of of Riverdale. Oh, I didn't. Okay, I didn't know this was a Riverdale. I thought you were saying you shifted focus to an entirely other. You thought I didn't was, know there was tickling in Riverdale world. Scott, you thought he was talking about his own life, and he said, yeah, after the incest, oh, after the incest, yeah. after the... <laughs> well, the Tickle Club, yeah, obviously the Tickle, the tickle Club, club like, uh, you know, live comedy, shut down pretty quickly, theme parks, Tickle Clubs, you know, they were number three. <laughs> Newsom keeps issuing new. Uh, tickle Clubs must yeah. be at uh, 40% capacity. Commandant Oldsum. <laughs> canceled the Newsom, tickle club though we found out he was at a tickle club last week <laughs> the fanciest <laughs> tickle club yeah that son of a bitch getting tickled when we can't unbelievable this is just the, you're just describing the bohemian grove how is the bohemian grove complex fair during all of this good question uh all right we gotta get into it yeah we have mike you just you just re-listened so you just re-listened to living with the land and i'm glad that you did because i i'm not going to i don't want to go back to the scene of the crime (laughs) 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 the i have never i have never felt so audience despised as when i said my thoughts about living with the land i was i was worried that there would be some kind of podcast 25th amendment invoked by the audience and that encouraging uh, mike and jason to replace me with carly that was my fear in the the days following that i feel like the energy would quickly shift very negative if i was just given a platform to yell along with people oh boy (laughs) i will say nancy pelosi urged jason and i to replace scott but right now we don't feel it's the appropriate thing because we don't we want to sow unity we need, we to, need unite to unite the... and we don't want to get and what else is scott gonna do we really? don't want to get scott's followers riled up is what we're saying <laughs> Scott has a certain core audience that we just don't want to upset right now so essanon <laughs> <laughs> they love they love going to uh a Catal restaurant. <laughs> that's their icon. Well that's that's where Scott does his S drop from. That's where the, new S drop. New S drop. Yeah, it's where yeah, I, I kind of give the messages to the uh, to the S shaman uh who uh who will store in various places with a, a giant uh, uh wine glass on a staff. They were, they were all no launch queens, but then they were a little confused though when you actually went on a launch coaster. So, <laughs> what does it mean? The message changed. Yeah. <laughs> What's the mission now? 
He's betrayed us. Clone. He's clone. Yeah, do some retconning to explain some of your character development and your choices. <laughs> They'll work it out. Yeah. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But so, yes, when we discussed living with the land, the slow-moving, one slow-moving Epcot boat ride, (laughs) as opposed to the one we're talking about today, there was a little bit of compare-contrast going on uh, with with Frozen Ever After. And, And... I remember some of the points, but maybe not all. But well, I I was surprised to hear the 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 negative feelings about Frozen Ever After, and to see it like painted as sort of the somehow like an antithesis to Living with the Land. I'm not sure if that's exactly how you feel. If one is the opposite of the other, I don't want to go putting your opinions in your mouth. I'm just trying to remember some of what happened long ago in January. Uh, um, but uh, Frozen Ever After, th- uh, Carly, thoughts? Feel free to take it away. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. My brain is so mush now that I didn't realize they were both boat rides until a minute ago. And you said it, and I was like, "Oh, they are both boat rides." So boat I have not—I've not thought of them in any like linear way, I suppose. But mm-hmm. Frozen, I have—I have some issues with it. I have some praise for it. I will say from the get-go, you're not going to hear any maelstrom discussion from me because I have no attachment to it. I'm—I came in fresh, just oh, all frozen. So mm. a lot of times. People's maelstrom love colors their perception of Frozen ever after, but not me. This is true, and I was wondering that with myself, because I, I will say I'm a person with very strong maelstrom love. Uh, uh, very much, I, I tell that to Essanon, be sure to pay proper <laughs> homage to the maelstrom, to the, to the three-headed, the, three old, the three-headed troll will return. Um, um, but uh, yeah, love, loved maelstrom, and I... Um, you could tell when the announcement was made that they were going to shift it to Frozen. There was that there was going to be that that, that was that, that was big trouble for uh, uh, Disney theme park nerds. They were they were messing with it with a big one. I, I I feel like that's uh, people are fond of it for sure. Yeah, I'm going to put my marker down on this. This is my like you motherfuckers. <laughs> I can't believe you took that away. Like, <laughs> and I know it was yeah. I know it's weird, and I know it was odd. And that's why I loved it. Yeah. That's why I loved Maelstrom. Me too. My Me whole too. family loved yeah. it. I don't, I don't say this a lot, but I'm putting my, my marker down on, like, I, I was not happy. I, I thought they did it in a really, like, like, they announced it in September, I think, of 2014. Yeah, and then by October 2014, Maelstrom was closed. Jeez. Nobody so, got to say goodbye. I mean, I think, I think the, the Mr. Toad to Pooh was probably worse in the 90s, but at least you can find Mr. Toad other places. Maelstrom was one of a kind. Was one of a kind. One of a kind. Yeah, I can't pretend. Yeah, here we are. Now, Carly, what you just said. Now we're letting it color the discussion, but I think it is uh, important context. Uh, um, oh, I'm all I, for it coloring the discussion. I just personally, yeah. I won't be bringing that energy, but we got one already, so we're good. <laughs> yeah. Sure. No, it's it's me. I I, you know, I think it, 
the um uh uh it, it obviously like I'll come out and like it it go I, it goes against the original Epcot theory of like all right no characters in this part we're gonna do different stuff and then like okay we cut we cut the different thing we cut the interesting unique ride and we're shoving in some characters in here and then also i i I was surprised this was addressed so directly because i was like that's kind of weird you switch from like a country's history and heritage to like this fictional world and at the time tom staggs who was the uh i believe the chief operating officer uh and then the yeah chief operating yeah coo um he was asked, is that appropriate for World Showcase? And said, if the goal is to give people a taste of something like Scandinavia with the Norway Pavilion, then Frozen would only increase the extent to which uh, people would be drawn to it. To me, it doesn't seem out of character at all. And I'm like, I, I don't know if that's right. Like, if you were like, Morocco is now Agrabah, I think everyone would be like, whoa, what the hell, man? Maybe, what? maybe. Yeah, here's just the, the very Cliff Notes thing, is that this is an attraction in World Showcase in Epcot. Uh, every pavilion in that area represents a different country. This is the Norway pavilion that we're talking about. There is a boat ride that is the centerpiece of the Norway pavilion. For a long time, it was the Maelstrom, which was this crazy adventure with trolls and warriors and uh, inexplicable uh, oil barracks shooting fire uh, um, that I'm very fond of. Uh, and yes, they switched it out to be about Frozen. Frozen is not set in Norway, if you haven't seen Frozen. Frozen <laughs> is set in Arendelle, correct? Arendelle, yes. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's a straight... There is a vibe uh, to the film that is like... It can hold hands with Norway and with the vibe of the pavilion that was there already and with the exterior. But it's, yeah, it's it's a little odd. It is definitely not a movie set in Norway. Y- yeah, I, it's they're both <laughs> snowy places, which I guess is maybe the justification. I mean, obviously, the justification is put the movie stuff in because people are going to come and want to go on a movie ride. And they loosely, loose, yeah. like, I guess Ratatouille works better because that actually happened in France. But still, yes, it's, it was Jason was saying it's away from the original Epcot. But this is. Are Epcot we sure? Is, wait, wait. Are we sure that Arendelle's not in Norway? Isn't Arendelle made up? Because. I think it's yeah, made but up. I, I mean, you can make because, up a city. I mean, because all I'm thinking of is like all the stuff I've written about when they reopened that and they reopened like the Royal Summer Hoose, which I think is what they call the meet and greet. They like they they went on like trips to Norway to source inspiration, and I'm kind of like if they sourced it directly from Norway and it inspires also and matches what the film is, then is Arendelle? Well, it says um, I'm seeing it says it's Norwegian inspired okay. Arendelle. So and there's a town called Arendelle apparently. Okay, okay. So yeah, it's close. So it's close it's to that's interesting. Close. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that justifies it a little better, I would say. This so. Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, yes, it's going to be hard for Maelstrom not to come into this conversation. But we've been doing a few Epcot things recently, classic Epcot stuff. Uh, and Epcot is not this anymore. We have to let it. We have to let it go. I didn't mean to say it. I swear to God, I'm so sorry. Fuck off. So sorry. Let me have it, Jason. Come on. Uh, no, I. I youth pastor. I'm a cool, youthful youth pastor. Uh, but like, that's like the deal is like, it's just going to be movies and TV now at Epcot. 
And I don't love it. It's not my choice. I wish all these rides were like original hype. I wish they they can replace Universe of Energy with a roller coaster. I just wish it was some original nonsense, scary IP that children would be terrified of and it would confuse people. That's what I would prefer than Guardians of the Galaxy. But that's yeah. not the world we're living in. So I'm going to try. I'm trying to just judge Frozen based on like, this is the reality. How good of a job did they do? And I think they did a great job. I, I honestly, this there is one of my go. favorite. There new, we have it. Favorite new rides. I love Guardians. I love this. And that's, I don't love every new thing. I even think there's some aspects of this I like more than Rise of the Resistance. I'll be honest with everyone here. I'll lay it out Whoa, real hard. Oh, that's pretty. Well, yeah. That's how pretty about nuts. that? How about that as a take? Why is my name with... being associated with this episode? I... <laughs> I you, we think you don't think that because th- we were. This came up before. I'm gonna before we get into it. I'm I'm on Team Mike, and I'm so glad I'm not uh, going it alone here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm with. I I really like it. I think we were just we were surprised to hear the uh, the counterpoint when it came up uh, within uh, living with the land. Um, so I don't, I, but I think you got some support in Jason, seemingly. I'm not sure. I think it's two and two. Oh, yeah. Today. I Jason, think that's the Jason, intent. are you going to get ready one of your famous catchphrases about disagreeing with me? Any different points <laughs> that are counter to other points? Counter, I, you know, I just, you're not, I think you're a little, I, I've are just you not been, riled up enough to yell at me today? Come on. <laughs> I, I'm a little asleep. I've been drinking strong black tea to t- try and... Uh, Get angrier? Yes, myself up a little. Get angrier. Counterpointier? No. I just think it continues the tradition of inserting characters into Epcot in a way that is kind of cheap. Like the seas uh, with Nemo and Friends, like that little Lion King environmental movie. Oh, but that's uh, a movie. That, that's like a let's have uh, the TV studio crank out a thing. I I think this is a more successful, grander right, thing. But that, that was the first. That was the first app. Yeah, it was more. It's more successful than that. But that was the very first. Like, all right, let's get the movie characters into Epcot. Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. Like that's cited as the first. So I think I. It doesn't, I think a lot of stuff in this ride doesn't make sense with their own concept of the storyline of the ride doesn't make sense Hmm. of like, it's it. Hey, everyone, it's a festival celebrating the anniversary of like the events of the movie summer festival. And when we say, yes, it's a summer festival that takes place uh, at the dark of night, three o'clock in the morning. Uh, It's pitch black out. Um, When we say festival, there's no one seller. There's two princesses. There's a hunky dumb guy, and there's this nasty little creep snowman hanging out, uh, and and that's kind of it. There's not really any villagers around, um, and they just kind of stand around. Um, there's something called snowgies. Uh, I don't want. I don't know. I'm not going to touch that one. That sounds weird to me. Um, it's just strange. It's it's very much you can tell. It's just crammed into the track of of Maelstrom. Mm-hmm. It's very short, and it's just like we're just trying to shove the it's movie. Five it feels short to me. I don't think it feels short to me. Yeah, and it, and I that would be then you could just say then Maelstrom's even shorter if that's the argument. Yes, and five minutes saying if you think it's short and it's five minutes, which I think is a decent amount of time for a dark ride. I think that speaks to how nicely it moves through. <laughs> Quite frankly. <laughs> okay, the one thing this ride okay. does not do is move nicely. 
I think that's that's pretty <laughs> proven. Um, I have never not hurt my back at the switch track. So, I mean, I'm just going to start there. That is not a comfortable ride. This but that's up, isn't that a maelstrom yeah. problem too? Although you're you're so you yeah, I think you do have to pin that one on the the bones that are there. No, no, no. Because if you're frozen. taking the time and the money to redo a ride, and if you don't fix that, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. That's interesting. That came up last year as well, and I had never really found that. It's obviously very jerky. It's not like you can tell it's not a new system they installed. Oh my god! But it had never. I mean, like I get much more rattle on Space Mountain in Florida than I do on that boat for whatever reason. So I I had actually never noticed. It's like a bumper car. You're like hitting a wall and then Mm -hmm. moving and then backing up. And it's like, like it just never stops. It's It's so uncomfortable. It's interesting. I mean, that's one of those like accidental thrills that happen on older rides. Like Space Mountain, Florida is rattling you around like you're in the middle of an earthquake and like pirates now have bumpers on each side of the boats in at least here i can't remember in florida like where you just smash into other boats which is not part of the ride but now has become a part of the ride where you're having you bumper cars now on the way <laughs> so these are like accidental thrills i guess that is that a good what is there a better way we can phrase I mean, what, what you, I'm thrills is a little strong you said I, don't, I don't know if i'm thrills, which i think is i think that's so optimistic because uh, for me i'm like this is where in 10 years i will injure myself huh yeah They're like uh surprise surprise bump surprise tr- accidental trauma i don't know we'll have to work on we'll have to workshop this um carly let me get your uh philosophy do you care that epcot is moving away from its complicated bizarreness to just being characters from okay so i might be on a team of my own but i feel like for the thing i love to continue to exist this must happen yeah because i love epcot but like you can't run on this stuff for this long when Disney is the company it is like it's just inevitable and it Mm -hmm. breaks my heart every single time (laughs) that it's like everything you know is now changed and gone but I think it's necessary and I think that there are good ways of introducing IP and I think there are bad ways and with Frozen I actually think that they deserved their own ride I don't think it should have been overlaid on this boat ride. I think they should have built an entirely newly constructed attraction. And I'm frankly yeah, yeah. shocked they did it because like it there was so much time between the first and second movie anyway. But I, I just think there should have been more for them at Epcot. Very yeah. pro IP. Okay, good. Okay. Uh hmm. yeah, I, I think we probably all agree our preference would have been different ride, like fresh new ride, not a reason. Yeah. And I do, I will say, though I like Frozen Ever After a lot, I think it is strange the idea that they would clone this. Because the plan, I think, this is going into kind of everywhere. Hong Kong. Not Hong Kong? Kong? Um, So Hong Kong, if they have two attractions, it is. I can't remember. But they have a Matterhorn-style bobsled coaster. Oh, geez. Yeah. And I saw a model of it when I was on an Adventures by Disney trip as like a regular citizen. Like I was reporting on it, but it was in a group of regular people. And so they showed us this model because people on vacation wouldn't be like trying to memorize (laughs) every detail. And it's like (laughs) Mm. a full blown mountain coaster. It looks incredible. Mm. And so like we we could have in some world had that, which would have been amazing. 
Yeah, yeah. Does does sound better. Uh, definitely sounds better. I, I, I would say, uh, so where is getting it? Paris, Tokyo, I believe. Um, which I feel like, yeah, well, now that you've done the one with the blueprint of the old attraction, now you got some time to actually get it right. I Though I like what they did here, I would not say do Frozen Ever After again. Yeah. People can will be able to get their backs destroyed by the uh, bobsled-esque Matterhorn track as opposed to the uh, <laughs> aging Frozen Ever After Did you track. feel the back thing too or are you applying that now that Carly has said it? Were you on that ride last year and like, ow, my back! The Matterhorn? No, the, the Frozen. Did, did Frozen hurt your back? I don't, I don't remember. I do remember the switch feeling rougher than it used mm. to, uh, which might have been uh, because the. Uh, it feels like they walled off. I believe they did. They wall off. Am I misremembering this? Because you used <clears> to be able to see the boat from outside of Maelstrom. That's correct. Yeah, uh, it is fully backwards. indoors yeah. now. Yeah, it's fully indoors. So that was likely maybe some adjustments there to shorten the backing up and the switching. I remember that part being very jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Matterhorn is on that list too of accidental trauma or, or surprise trauma. Yeah. I mean, that one hurts me, but at least yeah. it's worth it. Like it, you know, you're like on a thrill ride. It fits the theme. This is like, I'm pulling up to a poorly contoured princess singing to me. Like I, I shouldn't be in pain right now. <laughs> Hmm. I feel like you were already upset and then just that was like insult to injury on yes. the switch. Yes. That's sort of what it's more about. Because well, what was I, your... I've been wrecked on the Matterhorn, <laughs> depending <laughs> yeah. on what seat and which track. One track is rougher than the other, and I forget which one it is. Mm-hmm. You know what's a rough one also? I don't know if you talked about the, the very end of the Incredicoaster. That, that like when you yeah. skid into the mm. station... I'm not sure why that's so... I wouldn't say that it hurts me, but every time I'm like, I really have to brace for it. Like, that, that's like more of a thing now to brace for than anything that happens on the I can't believe college-age people are going to listen to this and be like, how old are these old people? <laughs> no, there's no college-age people listening, don't worry. <laughs> the, well, the worst I got when we were in Florida was I went on test track, and they started to uh, move the car about like three feet forward and they realized someone's seatbelt wasn't done all the way and they slammed the brake and I just got like, <laughs> it felt like I hit a wall and I was still like a whole ride going like, oh my God. Yeah. We weren't going to start going full speed. Why did they stop that so suddenly? But then again. And then that ride has not gotten smoother with time. That does fit that. the theme. That does fit the theme, Sun yeah. Breaks. It, but it was startling to break that break that uh, hard in the span of like five yeah. feet. Uh, so we have some we have some upkeep concerns. Yes, but uh, uh, yeah, I but think the, it is fair. How'd you oh. feel going into the thing? How do were you like were you uh, was your was your mind were you open to Frozen uh, before going on it the first time? Well, I think that the best place to start is at the queue because I'm actually a huge fan of the queue. I think they did a fantastic job. I think that they made a very pleasant indoor space. And unlike some other queues, I, it doesn't feel long. Like they constructed it with the switchbacks so you don't feel like you're waiting as long as you actually are, which I'm a fan of. I love the wandering oak and sauna part. I think that's adorable. 
I think they they killed it in that respect. I it's a line that strings, I would yeah. maybe not hate to wait in. Hmm. Sure, yeah, sure. I like that. Especially, I don't know what you call it. That is, did you the the big area right before you get on the ride where it's like is that the switch where there's like eight different rows and you keep going back in and out. And then you go in the little cabin. Yeah, the um, uh, what's it called? The meeting the meeting point. I should I should really know this. I apologize to any meeting point fans <laughs> out there. Are any uh, of us into Frozen? Are any of us particular fans of the mm, franchise? Mm-mm. Yeah, no, really. doesn't seem like it. I think I saw it uh, around when it came out. Maybe like I used to go to movies like the last screening at the ArcLight on Black Fridays, and I think that was that year is like Thanksgiving release. And I saw it and uh, thought about it for like a week, and then didn't really think about it again for a while. Uh, it it certainly became ubiquitous very quickly. Mm-hmm. But it was it was kind of like I said in the uh, previous episode, like Finding Nemo. Like, okay, uh, yeah, got it. Yeah, Nemo much more visually beautiful. Yeah, but. I mean, I saw Frozen. I liked it fine, which is why I think I really like when I got off this ride. I was like, oh, that was really good. I really really liked that. Uh, why I felt like it was really because it, it I had no strong affection for the actual movie. It felt like, did it, so it felt like earned to you because yes. it wasn't just inherently, I'm going to see these characters and then I'm going to feel something like it, it was the ride doing it. The ride know, did like. it. Yes, exactly. Because mm-hmm. like Little Mermaid, I think we talked about this on the last episode, Little Mermaid, which I think we have all have some problems with, is a movie I like a lot better. I like mm-hmm. the songs better, obviously, and it's also been with me for like 30 years or so. And I don't know, I don't necessarily need to go on that ride a lot, but I'd love, if I was, I would go at go on this ride like every time i would tell anybody you got to go on this and i would not say like oh my god you missed little mermaid oh like big i would not be upset for them missing little mermaid ride i'd agree with that little mermaid we didn't mention i think just uses the clamshells from the nemo uh and friends just the same ones really is it just the same clamshell vehicle if you got a clam shape um for an omni mover might as well uh um you know I, I we're 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 going orderly here, and I don't want to jump around. But just on the topic of like the ride earning, and this might tell this might tell you where I'm at with the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know uh, whatever characters Jason mentioned. I don't know what they are. The the um, the the spoogies. I don't know what I don't know what you said. Um, <laughs> that was not what he said. But go ahead. I don't think it was the spoogies. <laughs> but uh, I don't know who anybody. I'm passing by characters on this. Like whatever. Who the like? Tell me the story again. I don't know who those are. I've I literally have not seen frozen at all so well, let me uh, have not have not seen i don't know anything about it uh so there's nothing inherently in the ip going for me mm-hmm. uh then and i'm enjoying the ride and then you get to elsa and you do the first of the switchbacks you're going forward and then you kind of uh rotate uh while watching her and then right at the chorus of let it go you're released backwards the backwards drop that is retained from the maelstrom uh Guys, I teared up. I teared up at this point in the ride. I think it is so beautiful, soaring backwards while these like while like magic dust flies over your head. It's beautiful screens that I don't. I've never even thought to myself I like the song. I've probably been annoyed by the song, yes. and yet just in this context, I think this is a a triumph of a room. I think I it's a fantastic sequence in a ride. Thank you, Mike. Yes. I could yes, not yes, agree yes. more. I, that song, I like, do you want to build a snowman? That might not even be the name of it. I like that. I like in the, for, for the first time in forever, 
Frozen, the Let It Go, I get that people like it, and I like hearing people sing it if they're excited about it. But that song, I was always like, eh, it's kind of like st- like boring, very easy chord progression, not nothing. That happens, and I go, this is a magical, this is a magical moment. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, I th- I was really swept up in it. Can you guys not relate to this in any regard? Do you feel nothing at that sequence of the, of the ride? There's silence. There's stunned <laughs> yeah, silence. Yeah, I know. They're, they're like glaring at us, Mike. They're mad. They're I, upset. <laughs> it's like getting pushed backwards in a closed Best Buy where all the TVs are on. The sampling. What are like you the, talking the, about? The, this is the rotating. Food is this. You Grinch. It's you just grouch. screens. It's just screens with like Just screens. Fl- like it's all- <laughs> It's just screens with this like snowflake and half of them have the walls are not decorated. That's fucking, you like, like, like things with screens and you wouldn't you wouldn't say just screens about Rise of the Resistance. You wouldn't say just screens about Guardians. That's the faces are these. That's creeps, not what we're talking about. We're not talking we're, about the faces. We'll deal with the faces later. We're talking about the backwards Ugh. drop room, which you've compared to a Black Friday <laughs> trip to Best Buy. <laughs> No, I said it closed. Like, it's closed. Like, the lights are mostly off in the Best Buy, <laughs> but the TVs are on their sampling loop. So you can see the circa 2015, 2016. I don't, Jason, we were all there together in October. I don't remember any of this energy. I feel like <laughs> you, I, I mean, I don't know that you were jumping for joy, but I don't recall you being like, her rumpf, this ride is the worst. I think I, I think I wrote it and then I went and ate dinner. I don't think I, th- thought about it a lot like right after it like you, you sit with this stuff for a little while and like i've watched the ride throughs a couple of times carly what are you what is your opinion on i this mean sequence? i said before i came on this episode that i didn't want it to turn into a me versus scott situation <laughs> i know we're back there again how it's reversed, it's reversed now the yes. dynamic yeah. is reversed. Uh, well, which is, I'm wondering if the audience will be on my side or will they just inherently not be on my I, side because of me somehow. I would That's go as far as to say that there are there are some portions of the ride that I think are fabulous. I think they rendered Olaf so well. They couldn't have done a better job. Yeah. Like, Olaf looks so real. I think that the opening and closing scene of the attraction is very nice. But the exact scene you're describing... I would say is the worst scene of any Disney ride in existence. No, what? Have, what are you talking about? I have said about? this before. I have never yelled. This uh, that is impossible. No, that no, is no, the no, worst no. sequence in Disney ride history yes. ever. Yes, let me explain. What do you mean? Because have you been on Armageddon in Paris? I have been. I, I would know. rather be on Armageddon than in that one scene. What do what? you mean? A scene that I tear... Boy, we okay. just view the world differently, so apparently. The problem is, is not... Once you no longer see Elsa, then mm-hmm. just shit is over. You can see the the lack of budget around you. And like, I, even if you painted cardboard, I'd be happy, truly. But once you're passing through that scene, it is like... It is nothingness, and then there's like a bloop of fog, and then there is a black hallway. And a black hallway now this came is, up. We discussed this. It is yes. literally no theming. There's no, there's no, there's no theming. It's not like it's themed poorly. There is no theming. They didn't even put anything there. They didn't put a snowflake. 
They didn't put like a little icicle. There's nothing. And so it is so egregious to me to be like, here is the most advanced at the time audio animatronic we've ever made as you pull away to nothingness. Now you, yeah, you mentioned this in the Living with the Land episode. I was not, I didn't even clock that there was this unthemed room. Now I watch the, the, the ride-throughs and I can't unsee it. And yeah, you're in black first, but I swear to God, you're in there for three seconds. I'm not excusing it. But also, I w- honestly was wrapped up in the emotion of what came before enough that it did not occur to me. It just, I did not even register this room, it's which I guess is just indicates that it didn't sweep you up the same way it swept I me think up. it's like a cave. It's like pirates on the way down. You're in some sort of a cave. It's spooky. There's mist. I don't, it doesn't need to have like something there. That's my feeling about it. I don't think it is the only undressed. It's not the only like room of blackness. Like Indiana Jones has, you know, and that's not to say that, you know, like they should probably fill in the Indiana Jones blacknesses. Um, So Indiana Jones has like the dull light bulb problem that a lot of movie theaters do too. Some of those projection things would be served by switching out the bulbs a little more in Indiana Jones. But Um, I just, this doesn't, I, I'm just now I'm just trying to think of counterexamples. There's not one part of Ellen's energy adventure that is worse to you than the backwards drop on, on Frozen Ever After. I just, to me, like when you really look at it, it's like this is a proven franchise. This is a movie that everyone who's like the target age of children and families when it came out, like this is the Disney audience. This is who they need to sell this ride to. And the mm-hmm. fact that there is a scene where there is nothing, like notably nothing to me, infuriates me. I can't even enjoy it. It just upsets me so much that there's just nothing. There's, there's just nothing. But it erases what comes before. It erases, if we're taking just the drop, like, like let's, let's, let's just, and maybe you can't because it's one big sequence, but like the drop is null and void to you because there's uh, darkness for four or five seconds. Okay, I think I will add this. I realized in thinking about this ride today, I think I don't like to go backwards on a non-coaster. Okay. I think well, that that's part of it in. is that like you, you want your eyes to be leading you, and when you move backwards, it's not the same experience, and you can't take it in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you have a, an issue with with just backwards moments, then yeah, this isn't gonna uh, score for you. Um, I think it's cool. I, I hear what you're saying that once you're past, once you can't see the Elsa animatronic, then you're kind of looking at screens playing animation. But I really like just the way she like trails up uh, uh, into the background for a while. I like having like I can't picture a sequence like that where you are focused on something and it gets smaller and smaller. Uh, uh, and, I, and I feel like most drop rides, there isn't really a thing to focus on. I think that's just an interesting POV and in perspective, like kind of a cool like camera angle. It's like a big like, you know, jib out or something. I mean, I'll, cl- uh, I'll clarify that part, I think, is fine. It's the second she's gone. Game over. Sure. OK. OK. I still I feel like I got to get you on what is the <laughs> there's got to be a worse <laughs> sequence. In a in well, an like attraction. Well, like Finding Nemo subs. Like, this is a, uh, I'm not a big go. fan. The whole thing is, like, sort of boring to me. You have to say something on that is worse than this. 
I mean, my, I'm just, you know, choking on my fear when I'm on that because I'm like, what is the fire escape situation? Oh, but sure. it's just like the, the, the reason I say that it's the worst is because it's a new build. Like they did this a few years ago, just a mm-hmm. few years ago. Like they're, they could have done anything. Sure. Yeah, this is the same line of logic as Fast and the Furious Supercharge. I'm not saying these equ- equivalents. I'm saying these were their big, both respective studios' biggest, biggest properties. And they both just like slam their foot in a door. Like on but the both. guest is not. Like, that's not to the same extent. But the guest is. The, the, but it's that's, like you, this ride is very popular. And that, that's, that ride is, good, is not popular. Yeah, Fast and Furious is very disliked. Frozen Ever After is not i think that's like just pure numbers wise and that's not we can't we won't always point to that as something being successful but like do you do you guys feel general guest dissatisfaction with this attraction or do you think that it's your guys in particular uh taste i think it's just me in particular it's from what i understand people really enjoy it um i went on it with my friend's kids and i feel like the older one was like their faces are weird but that, like, otherwise they really enjoyed it. And I will go on it mostly just to try to understand. <laughs> um, because I have, like, I've been arguing about this ride with my friend Todd Martins, who reports on Disney for the LA Times. He loves Frozen. He loves this ride. We have gotten into very public fights about this attraction. And I go on it specifically to text him and be like, I'm trying. Like, I am trying to understand. <laughs> And I, I think parts of it are great, but I, I can't lose my critical eye, I suppose, when I'm on this one, because just the, that hallway is so egregious to me. It feels like in elementary school when people would like put on a haunted house, like that's what that is to me. And I can't, I can't get over it. No beautiful Olaf audio animatronic can outdo that for me. When you when you brought this because I was recalling this black room discussion, I knew this had come up, and I was I think I had the 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 inverse of this. I was watching ride throughs, and I was trying to dislike it. I was like, okay, will I be as mad as Carly about this room? And I swear, I'm watching the ride throughs, and like, yeah, but you're out of there. You're out of there, and. Like what I I'd have to time it out. I don't want to like exaggerate that it's four seconds, but in my head it is four. It is no more than eight seconds, I believe. Maybe we can do the actual count. But is this in so time, crazy? It, it takes you eight seconds to go and get like a Kleenex to wipe the tears away. For God's sake, you know I didn't notice <laughs> it either. I'm coming down. I'm coming down from the emotion this, of the drop. Only this. Part. Only this in Sinbad. In Tokyo, in my adult years, have made me a little emotional. Wow! I'm, know, the, I'm the so emotional surprised that you're like, like full ass crying at this ride when you don't even know the movie. Like, what is it? What is it about it? I, I, I well, I think it is how well they they pulled up. You know, I, I, I get. Um, uh, I, I think it's the theme park love coming through, and I, I think I will. I think I will tear up at amazing work by. Imagineers, which I believe that this is. I think when there is like, I think when when technology comes together, uh, um, I think you know what else is another aspect of it is that I, as I said, love Maelstrom, really love Maelstrom. I would have been mad if I didn't like what replaced the Maelstrom, and I feel like they used the bones of a great ride, and they did they they plussed it up and did something really wonderful with it. I feel like 
Am I passionate about the trolls and into the bog? Of course I am. But I think I'm also passionate about the type of ride. I think it is a really inventive into ride. Into the bog? Uh, uh, what's that? <laughs> Over the falls, not into Isn't the it, bog. I thought, I thought they say into the bog. <laughs> into the bog? Isn't, what is it, Mike? That's a good question. I thought it was back, back over Could the falls. Could be over the falls. Yeah. Well, I guess how passionate we'll have to am look, I? I'll have to get look it wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I, but I, you know, yeah. Look, I love the trolls. Whatever they're <laughs> saying, I love. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, I, I just think that um, I like that it's a ride that still has the things that I like about the Maelstrom. I think that the switchbacks are really innovative i think you it's it's very unexpected i love like rotating around a figure whether it's a three-headed troll uh or elsa uh um i think it's really innovative and neat that they did they took a drop which should be scary but they made it um th- this emotional i don't know what other word to use uplifting. Uh, um, yeah uplifting triumphant. despite going down what's that triumphant yeah, yeah. It's similar to Guardians becoming a fun laughing ride from what was a scary drop ride. I think it's a similar, like, cool Imagineering feat to, like, give this a different mood that this mm-hmm. type of ride shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. And I do like parts of wow. the ride. I don't want anyone to think that it because if they catch me on this, I don't want them to think they're like, I, I hate it. But I think that there are certain portions that I think are fabulous, certain portions that I think are a sad excuse for a theme park ride, and then some areas live in the middle. Right. Um, You want if we want to flip to since I was just passionately monologuing about what I what I like about that sequence, um, I'll give everybody this: the 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 figures are odd. Uh, uh, I think there might be some general agreement that the the way the animatronics faces look is a little. Strange. They it didn't, wasn't Light- enough of a strike for me, but I I don't disagree with that point. They have Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Odd light yeah. faces. And it Yeah, it's correct me if I'm wrong, but these are these were the first fully electronic animatronics. And the other thing to note is the facial the face projections are coming from inside the head. I think that is right. And as opposed to, let's say, the, the bell from Beauty and the Beast, the new Beauty and the Beast attraction in Disney Sea, which is all just um, like practical face right. Yeah. This is the same sort of uh, pr- face projection that's in Seven Dwarfs Mind yes. Train. Yeah. Right, right. Um, an- a- another a ride I-, I think I like more, but I'm like, oh, I'm not waiting that. You like Seven that. Dwarfs like more the- than this? I think so because it's a roller coaster. I like that ride a lot. I don't know. But it's I, sort of lacking I, in my mind. I find the animatronics in both unnerving. This sort of face sure. projection. That's uh, true. I, I find it both this, kind of yeah, unnerving. This generation of animatronic, I think they were trying this out and it doesn't. It's obviously now if we're seeing what they're doing in Tokyo and I guess on Rise of the Resistance, like I think they're backing away fully from just fully uh, digital face. Because it's a little odd, and it also like doesn't seem to match the color of their skin. It does look like they all have. I'm trying to think. Five of o'clock shadow. Like <laughs> yeah. everybody's got like a weird. They're very <laughs> light, and then very dark around the side. Like they all have Lincoln beards, <laughs> like light Lincoln beards, <laughs> and then back to a bright neck. Yes. Uh. So that's really yeah. That's the only major thing I would complain about. I think is that those faces are odd. 
And depending on how you look at them, you feel like maybe the robot is going to come to life and kill you. Mm-hmm. Or there is a very funny video online of an Elsa. Male I, I have it. I have it. I have it. The... You want to see Do it? Do you? Ooh. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Is this the one where the people are like laughing and uh, screaming? I'm not sure. Here, I'll My... show you if this is what the, you're talking does about. The, the ring girl come out of her face. So she is just like waving her hand a little bit and no music's playing. <laughs> She's doing the Trump hand. She's doing the Trump animatronic hands. The accordion. <laughs> the song does not like play triumphantly. Yeah. The screens aren't really going, are they? What happened here? <laughs> Something happened. We'll post the, we'll retweet Something that happened. and you can see it. Yes. So maybe I haven't oh, I been in like a theme that. park in a very long time. Cause I watched that and was like, that's not that bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, we would be yeah. thrilled to get like lazy uh, Elsa on a ride at that point. You'd be like, oh my God, it's like a walk off at that point yeah. to get like a, like a lazy Elsa. Disney um, can turn off half their animatronics when we come back. I won't care. I, whatever, whatever you got to yeah. do. Honestly, more matter. plants wearing sombreros like brought me so much joy. <laughs> I'll take it anywhere. Sure. Oh, yeah, this is bizarre. We haven't talked about this on the show, how on the Three Caballeros <laughs> boat ride that Donald broke, and now there seems to be an in memoriam for Don. Like you know that it's the three caballeros, so there's no way around it. You, you like there's three. We know the count, and then when only two characters show up next to a wait, it is a cactus with a sombrero. It was, I believe, it was first a plant, and then it was a plant with a sombrero. And I wouldn't even call it like it was like a wooden stake with vines. So like not even a full blown plant. And then it was gone. Um, and I have wow. to assume it was gone because they just got their asses handed to them for putting a sombrero <laughs> on leaves, which, like, <laughs> how well, can you not? They fired, like, 90% of the Imagineers at this point. So, like, the one Imagineer that's still around was like, I don't know, just put a sombrero <laughs> on a cat? I don't know. Like, what are we going to do? We don't have any budget. They fired uh, everyone else. There, we we got, a, we got a fern backstage, and we got a bunch of uh, scrap metal for the... The uh, water show monolith. Um, we, it's either a piece of scrap metal or it's it a just fur. to me seemed like a black bag situation. Like Donald's not working. You can't pretend he wasn't here because of the name. Just toss a black bag over it and we'll all just move on. And instead <laughs> they were like, let's get creative and like erected some non plant. And then we're like, no one will notice. Let's put a sombrero on it. It's actually kind of cute. It's you know what maybe it's better than what was there. <laughs> <laughs> what t- t- do we know? Like today, what is it right it's now? It's now it, there's nothing, as okay, far as I just know. Got rid of it. Yeah. Got it. Do you hear funny. Donald's voice doing nothing? Like his In ghostly that scene, voice. I'm not sure. They should have like badly dubbed somebody's voice over being like, okay, I can't do. We can't wait. We can't do Donald's voice. We've tried a million times on the show. So I don't know if I should even try again, but it should be like a guy going, Oh, I was turned into a cactus. Like there could be a little oh, bit yeah. of explanation. Like okay. a, a, somebody's wish turned me into a cactus. Well, <laughs> oh, that was then, good. Now that you've done the subtitle, how do you say uh, now? Now say I was turned into a cactus. <laughs> Sounds like you're dying. Yeah, you guys, you guys want to try? No, <laughs> I was um, turned I'm, into a I'm currently um, 
What's the opposite of viral when people just attack you? Because that's what I am on TikTok right now because I said that Donald Duck was mean. So I. Oh, that's right. Oh, you're in the middle of a thing. Yeah. I've sort of caught this. What happened? I can't Why even open TikTok because my entire feed is teenagers screaming at me for a full week now. Well, you're what? having a real living with the land situation. <laughs> yes, I am. Like. And I didn't even get any cereal out of it. Um, Is this you? <laughs> you you were um, like you were. I don't remember what I don't know. If, I don't know if I even know what you said, but you were like you're joking. It was one of those situations where people don't uh, comprehend jokes on social media. Sometimes they just view things as factual or not. So, it, like, also, they Donald were just mad at your statement. He is mean. And then, so the first wave of, I did like, I was, I didn't do anything over Christmas. I sat in my house. I did nothing. And I was like, I guess it's time for TikTok. I'm bored. And then made one that's like, what's your most unpopular opinion? Because it's my opinion that he's mean. And then I got a wave of people yelling at me that he's mean because he's like a war vet and because of PTSD. <laughs> and then like, I don't war support our troops. What? Yeah, that was the first wave of it. Then I happen to be friendly with the guy who voices Donald Duck in the newer cartoons. I met him at a party last year. And so he's big on TikTok. And he was like, I'm going to make one. Is it okay? And I'm like, do whatever you want. Uh, and so he made one like in good fun. And even in the comments was like, please don't bully her. And that didn't stop anyone. So it's his is like him crying in reaction. And then there's this other TikTok account called Donald Duck with two C's. And I feel very old because I don't know who this is. It is a Donald Duck stuffed animal that just screams. I, I, I don't know. He has like 9 million followers or something. And he found it and he reposted it. And since then, it has just been hell. Oh hell. <laughs> hell. Look, Donald has PTSD and depression from dropping both Fat Man and Little Boy. Okay. He pressed the button both times. He firebombed Dresden. You know, he's still, he's doing his best. We're using like the war cartoons as canon to prove that Donald Duck is, <laughs> Donald Duck was mean before he went to war. I don't know. I mean, I've been sweating since I said this one scene was bad because now I'm like, if the teens find out, what are they going to do to me this time? Oh, oh my gosh. God. This, I, we, we, God, yeah, we brought up Donald without even it's, realizing we were okay. walking right into it. But what? they didn't deny that Donald is mean. They're just justifying that his meanness is Well, for now a they're like, they're, they're mad. Huh. They're, Do they think that he's a, a veteran because he always wears a sailor suit? Do they think he was in the <laughs> Navy before he met Mickey? I don't know. I don't know much about him except that he always feels like a very negative presence in the cartoon and he takes away from Goofy's time. So that's where that's I am. The, the, yes, boy, huh? Donald is mean and negative. You mean the point of Donald? You mean why Donald is funny? There were... <laughs> This is like, Goofy's kind of dumb. Yeah. Oh, how dare you? He wasn't, uh, he didn't, wasn't educated properly. He's like, fr he's madness. always frustrated. And yeah. that's why it's funny to watch them like mess with him. Like Mr. Duck steps out, which is my favorite Donald short. He's trying to hook up with Daisy and the nephews just keep screwing with him. And he gets furious and it's so funny. <laughs> like that's his whole point. He does not, he's not helpful when Mickey and Goofy are trying to get the ghost mm. or rescue Mickey's trailer when it's wildly out of control. You know, yeah. he's not, 
Not Jeez. the best. Is this a certain subsect of the internet that it's like, books should have a sticker on the front that tells you if there's a happy ending or not? Like, okay, man. <laughs> what? I don't know how Zoom, I don't understand the Zoomer experience. I, I, I don't know. Or that's what, that's like, that's like YA. That sounds Twitter. like a Tucker that's Carlson a, segment. That's a, a dark Tucker Carlson place. segment that you were already writing there. <laughs> oh, Ariel Pink's new manager, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I've praised Ariel Pink before on this show. It's oh, just no. because I liked the music no, before I knew he it. was a we conservative maniac. I didn't <laughs> we know. Didn't, we so didn't know. Bad. He bad, made good keyboard sounds. It was like um, retro sounding and lo-fi. Uh, <laughs> do the kids, do the teens have any, like, are we, we on this podcast, as far as Donald discourse, like, we accidentally ended up talking about Donald's seat on one episode a, a oh. few years ago. Do they, mm. are they, do they know about us? Do the teens know about us I, and what we say? I, I don't think that the seat discourse has made it to them, but okay. if you made a TikTok about it, I think that the two would meld, most likely. No, this we will not should, occur. We should, no, do, no, no, no. I'm going to sign a po- up a podcast to write TikTok, and we should probably start <laughs> seat posting. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I... <laughs> You know, We're- this is perfect. A friend of the show, regular guest Marissa Strickland, sent me for Christmas a an iPhone case that has a big Donald seat on the bottom. It's oh, let's in the take other a look. Room. Yeah. I, you want Where me to go it? get it? It's in the other room. Yeah, go get, go get it. Get yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, we can go get it. talk amongst yourselves. It is like, it's so interesting. You've really cornered the market on something. And it's butts, I guess. I don't... I mean, anytime I see Donald stuff, I'm like, that's a Donald seat. Like, it's, it's just stuck with me. I don't like this. If this is one of these, all right, just like the Vacation Club points episode, <laughs> this, if there is this TikTok that happens and there is something called seat posting, this is scot-free. <laughs> not, this not is a new posting, brand within posting. Podcast The Ride. Oh what was that? I said not shit posting. It's seat posting. Seat posting. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, it's I'm all not be- part of the seat posting. I'm not on this TikTok. It's all because I accidentally called like called Donald's butt his ass once, and then I would like immediately was ashamed <laughs> of myself, and then tried to knock it back down to a cute, harmless version of it. We should be more ashamed of seat. This is where the oh, shame should that, come in, and then we all waited. Seat. For Ooh, Jason wow. to bring this this phone case, it's great. Like, yeah, it's very good. And it's it, huge. You it it is huge. No, <laughs> it's not at all practical. It's very no. cute though. Uh, and Donald Duck also has a great John Hancock, great uh, signature. If you can Ooh. see, yeah, very dignified. <laughs> In addition to his, I like thick it, but it's weird. <laughs> enjoy, all right, enjoy your TikTok. Enjoy knowing. Enjoy chasing your teen audience. <laughs> <laughs> We Have need fun, to be, fellas. We need the teens need to listen. We need to get youthful. I just audience. said we have no college audience, and we <laughs> yeah, should what? have no teen audience. You, you We're gonna keep it. That you don't way. have young listeners. I just assumed. We with, do. With, with, with those jokes on a Carlson, please. <laughs> what these jokes about William Frawley from I Love Lucy? <laughs> They're going wild for this discussion about both Jack Benny and I don't know what have I talked about? I don't know. Coon uh, 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 Frank Dune? Nelson. Frank, Frank Nelson. Nelson. Steal, uh, uh, be, his bit being stolen by Gail Gordon. Teens, <laughs> teens are yes. doing the whip and the nene while they read Lee Child's Jack Reacher series. This guy told this story on TikTok about how people used to bring citrus fruits back from vacation. (laughs) It's so viral. Bring it back. (laughs) It's called it's called Nelsoning. It's when you imitate 
classic character actor <laughs> Frank Nelson on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> These guys are great. They talk, they do seat posting, they talk, they do Nelsoning, and then every third TikTok is like, so like, I'm youthful, right? Like, I'm youthful enough, aren't I? I mean, yeah. like, I'll wear like a hat, like I'm youthful, right? <laughs> Fruity Pebbles, and look how I'm dressed. <laughs> That's going to be my Fruity TikTok. Pebbles is what kicks you down to, how old does Fruity Pebbles make you? Well, Fruity Pebbles your... is, is, is uh, celebrating an anniversary, I just saw. <laughs> And I can't remember if it's 30 years or uh, 40. Or paper, paper, gold, love. silver. I got to look it up. Fruity Pebbles, I just saw this. It's, it's, it's a big anniversary, and I really want to celebrate. They do, they do seat posting. They do Nelsoning. They make each other wait for Fruity Pebbles facts on their podcast. Mm. Wow, Pebbles' 50th birthday. Wow. Wow. So happy birthday to Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles. How about that? Um, so the first TikTok will be happy birthday, Fruity Pebbles, and then just lots of zooming in to Donald's seat. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, well, Jason, you name the new song. Name the current song that plays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what, what, what's, what's the big... Dua Leap, Dua Doja Cat. Doja Cat? Do yeah, Doja Cat. Yeah, those, those. Yeah, Dua Leap was just on SNL, and she had a new song out. There's an Aria on a very out of date remix. though already. I think we're talking. We might be talking. <laughs> no, about I'm just like year old things. I, I just liked to think that we're somewhat young, but then referencing music as what played on SNL is uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, there's a, wait. Yeah. yeah, that that's maybe not the good litmus, yeah. is it? Yes. Oh, no. the, yeah, maybe the cool music is not uh, at that point. Yeah. I thought I was cool for saying I liked Ariel Pink. <laughs> And you then, were cool in oh, 2008, no. and now you're a right-wing apologist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> big mistake. All right, here's what I will say. Uh, I, again, a Frozen movie, fine, whatever. I like a few of the songs. As soon as I start on this ride, I feel very uh, comfortable. I feel comforted, and I feel like all these characters are my friends. Now, I've talked a lot about this. What I like on rides is to feel... The presence of the characters. I like Optimus Prime telling me he's proud of me. I my favorite part of Rise of the Resistance is the Lieutenant Beck part. I want to go up to that animatronic while he's like shouting out commands at nine numb. That's my favorite part of Rise of the Resistance, and I like Rise of the Res Resistance fine, but there's not a lot of good FaceTime with characters. And especially characters that I find warm and friendly and familiar. Like Finn is way far away. Ray isn't mm. even on the ride. There's just not a lot of human characters. So I'm immediately on Frozen. The music is blasting, which I love. I feel like some rides don't blast music. They're blasting this music. It feels very magical. And I'm so close to all of these robots on like in the same way you are on like a classic Disneyland dark ride that I immediately feel good. I immediately have a good feeling that I'm in the presence of all my friends. Now, I wish they said they were proud of me, but this is just as, almost just as good. And I think that kind of leads up to it, what Scott is describing is that magical moment with the Let It Go room to, to lead me into feeling really good when I'm on this ride. It feels good. And I think it's partly also because the Maelstrom, they had to work within like a certain you know limitation uh, and Maelstrom is narrow. It's a very small ride. Uh, it's a very, it's got narrow corridors. And I think that helps because even if the scenes are a little spare, I'm still like making eye contact with Olaf and he's talking to me and I don't even have that much affection for him outside. And we haven't even done the Olaf voice yet on this episode. 
So anyway, that can change. Hey, we can I, keep doing it, can't we? There might, you know, I think we've only danced around it, but I might as well again to say what I think is successful about this. It got it. The, I I like the ride despite not really knowing Frozen. Um, some of the things that I've said over the many episodes might imply that I'm not the biggest fan of the work of Josh Gad. I will stop it there. Um, I'm glad he's reuniting all the casts. It's uplifted my spirits uh, throughout this <laughs> trying time. But um, uh, so I think it should say something that yet, despite me kind of feeling that way, when Olaf kind of leans around the corner, like that look he has, like, you're here. I, it, um, I don't know. It still it's gets to fantastic. me. I, I think there is a lot of character in that robot. It's fantastic. He skates. He's looking at you. It's like, I like Olaf. I like Olaf. I like Mater. I like Olaf. And those are movies that I don't love, but I get it and I understand. And I think as a kid, I would have really liked those characters. Um, but Olaf is, is really good. I mean, he's the first one I think you, it talks to you, right? So that's, he immediately is what I'm describing as like feeling comfortable and feeling like I'm among my friends. Mm-hmm. So. He covers a lot of ground. He, um, he's sort of of this school with uh, the rocket animatronic we're like boy this is just a long sequence that this uh animatronic has to do and like you really follow him for a while i think it's impressive it feels like they've perfected short non-human robots like they're like there any more of these what's that are there any more of these what else short non-human um Um, but he's kind of the reindeer what's sven sven is the reindeer i believe He's, that yeah, one's real good. He's really good. I mean, too. those those animatronics, I'm right there with you. I agree yeah. with this side that they're fa- those are fantastic because it feels like the movie came to life, which is all you want. As yeah. much as they like, you know, have to make some cockamamie story that isn't the exact plot of the movie, but still hits all the same movie points. Like the you get you get what you want out of it. You get to see Olaf in real life, and that's magical. And that's I think that part is so good. That's why I get so mad about the other part. Yeah, okay. it's um, he's obviously like he's on another level from the human characters, uh, but I think he does so much heavy lifting that I don't even, especially the first time I wrote it, like I didn't even, I didn't even really clock that I had a problem with the faces the first time. I was just like, holy shit, when am I going to get to see Olaf again? My favorite character in fiction, Olaf, like that immediately <laughs> he seduced Olaf seduces me on the ride in a way he does not in real life. And I like him fine in real life. Olaf, Olaf seduces me on the ride. <laughs> quote, <laughs> Mike Carlson. What's weird quote, about youth that? Youth pastor, Mike Carlson. <laughs> I think it sounds normal, honestly. <laughs> hey, Did I not realize? You. Is this an anti-Josh Gad podcast? I don't no, want to. No, no, no. I don't want to go putting that in anyone's anyone's mouth. Um, I, I feel don't... like I missed I missed an episode where this was discussed. We've just we've just done a, a voice. Uh, you know, mm. it's not to my benefit to go on and on about this. I've this never <laughs> okay. really truly enjoyed a film. Maybe it's the uh, writing. Maybe oh, but he's great. Book of Mormon, great. Olaf, great. I think maybe I never saw him do Book of Mormon, which I'm sure was fantastic. Did uh, nobody watch the comedians? I did uh, not see the comedians. Cricket, Fabulous. Cricket, cricket. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Loved it. It also blends into my uh, Pillsbury Doughboy impression. It's like oh. well, they're both very cloying kind of voices. Like nothing says loving. <laughs> it's sort of the same, like needy. They're both needy, honestly. They could redress oh, yeah. this Olaf as the Pillsbury Doughboy, and then Jason would love the, 
<laughs> if there well, was a do- yes, Pillsbury that, Doughboy oh, overlay. Man. If there was a Pillsbury Doughboy animatronic, I would lose my shit. <laughs> if you got to they touch They can't his- make one. Yeah, you can't touch him. There's no way. They would never let us touch him. <sighs> it couldn't be on a moving ride. Augmented reality. It, I mm. think Mario Kart is, is really going to take augmented reality to another. I. I, uh, could, I, I, hate, I hate to derail. We've had a lot of asides here. I heard a rumor that Mario Kart actually is a slow-moving kid's dark ride, but it'll feel faster because of just the screens and the AR and stuff. I was under hmm. the impression it would actually move fairly fast, but I've heard it's a slow-moving children's dark ride. I just thought hmm. I'd let everyone know. Hmm. What if it, yeah, maybe I think it, they could pull that trick off. I agree. I think they'd be able to trick, trick us. They didn't trick us with Fast and Furious. No. Yeah. Uh, no, um, no. But I, I just had to recalibrate my expectations that it wouldn't be like a Cars Land hmm. type of a situation. Maybe it just like whips, and maybe it like hits corners in a way that feels like drifting or something. That's yeah. kind of the the but excitement. Slow moving means more room for scenes, which is good. Yeah, I'd take because if you're just plowing through that thing, right? Then, yeah, how many can they fit in? Um. So hmm. yeah, so that's good. Um. But anyway, hmm. back to. Olaf skating I, I yeah I think that the combination of the music which like the pre part like the pre uh do you want to build it is the song called do you want to build a someone I don't even know the name of the yeah. song do you yeah. want to build a someone that little, yeah, like, that's right twinkly part of it which again I have no affection prior but you go up you start the ride and there's like the like the sparkly like icicle kind of lights hanging that part's fabulous it's fabulous yeah so yeah love that scene and then uh, you think it's only going to be Olaf, and then there's like a whole other second scene within the scene. It's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I just like, I don't think there's a, other than maybe the unthemed little f- eight seconds, I don't think there's a bad scene in this because I like those trolls and I forget the trolls yeah. are there. And the trolls are like, as far as my memory of the movie, like nothing. Like, I don't remember those trolls in the movie. I was like, oh, yeah, there were trolls, I guess. But oh, I like somewhere the between the uh, gaslighting prince and the coup d'etat attempt. If you list out everything that happens in Frozen, the movie, it's a mess. Uh, I'll tell you what I like. I like that chant, that uh, Nordic, uh, the, I think it's called Vuli or Vulai. I like that, I think, plays on the lift hill going up. I always, I, that was the, that might have been mm-hmm. the song I remembered the most from the movie. I feel like yeah. every, time, every time Mike says something he likes, I like this ride 20% more. Well, I'm very persuasive. Because <laughs> now Mike, I'm here, like, not I do me. like the icicle lights. <laughs> Why I do am I like not Olaf. doing it? I said some very impassioned things. Yes, guys. I don't know, because he's right. You aren't always like uh, like a inappropriate touch away from a character. You know what I mean? Like, you're <laughs> right there. Like, you, you're not supposed to reach your arm out of the boat, but you could, and you could touch them. They're right there. It's the proximity is so, interesting, yeah. It's, it's really, I feel like, cause I, if they... There's almost there's a chance, especially in the era of building Little Mermaid, like if they built this like Little Mermaid, you wouldn't have the intimacy of this ride. You would have a bigger show building and perhaps it wouldn't feel so close quartered to the point where you would feel like like you get right by that snow monster at the end. I don't even know. Is that an abominable snowman? I don't know the names of that character, but I love that giant Iceman at the end, and he, I forget, he, he blows exists. steam at you. That part's awesome. The steam, also, the steam is perfectly timed when, like, the snow never bothered me anyway, and that the fog goes up. I think that's perfect. Like, I, that kind of yeah. surprises me every time, too. The amount of things they pack into five minutes, I mean, I think this is on par with, like, 
the cla- like Peter Pan, honestly. Okay, well now you wow. lost. Me. They're okay. <laughs> I think it's that good. I don't know, and I don't again. No, not that much affection for the movie. What is the audience that I'm so curious? Are we gonna like unearth yeah. that people have been quietly despising this ride for a while? Or I think people a lot of people like it. I I think. We'll hmm. see. I'm not sure. I think it's. I do think people like. I don't get the sense that people hate it, but I am interested to see. I've. I was. I was. I'm trying to think of the things that I was right. I guess right that most people thought Baby Aladar was cute. I was wrong that I thought it would be fifty fifty on people liking Mister Six, the old man Six Flags mascot. People <laughs> love Mister Six. I was oh, yeah. totally wrong oh, about that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested now. I bet it would. Okay, here's my official guess. I bet like. 75% of the audience likes this. I oh, I'm going down. You think I'm it's so lower? Fucked. Yeah. No, I oh. I mean, yeah, I'm out I mean, I'm out here <laughs> hating the hallway and just like bypassing the beautiful Olaf and people are just going to be like shut her up. Well, okay. people will feel heard, I think, in yeah, what you're yeah. saying too. There will definitely be people who what you're saying resonates. Um I, which is not a feeling I felt after living with the land, where I think if we apparently if we did living with the land, that poll would be ninety nine point four percent. I truly didn't know that. I I honestly did not know the the like strong strong affection for like. Did you if, before that argument ever came up? What would what would you have guessed on that, Mike? Like, do you like living with the land? Yeah, that's a good question because I, I I hmm I would have thought that. People that really like living with the land would be like fifty-five or sixty percent that liked it, and forty would say like, ah, it's fine, but I don't. There's better stuff mm-hmm. in Epcot, better classic Epcot. So I was a little surprised by the amount of people that had such a strong affection for it, because I don't have such a strong affection for it. I was a theme park moderate on that episode. No, that's right. Yes, and, and liked <laughs> going on it, and would don't I would like it to continue, um, but I'm not hey, so looking back. Man, moderation. Uh... Uh, one uh, at the end of uh, that's the year. That's true. That's true. Everyone just wants a nice moderate. I want those $1,400 checks. I don't want it to be more. I never wanted more. I don't want to ask for more. I don't want to bother. Uh, <laughs> Whatever you can spare is fine. I've just been unemployed for uh, 10 months. I'll take the 1400 Now we're okay. doing a laugh, aren't we? <laughs> Uh, I think with living with the land, my perspective on it would be that as you see these classic attractions disappear, it's like we all have to double down to be very loud about them. Like you have to be like, Spaceship Earth is the best so that they don't just make it like a whole Moana ride, whatever Mm -hmm. that's going to be. So like you got to be loud and proud about the old stuff because they'll just pull it out of there. They'll just like bulldoze it. So, yeah. you know, we got to concentrate our efforts. Right. That's I a good am, point. Let them hear you in the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> From the rafters. I, I am optimistic about some of the character stuff coming to Epcot. Uh, because with Ratatouille and, uh, I mean, Ratatouille, they built a whole new area and a whole new building. Beautiful. Uh, Guardians. Yeah. It looks the French street, I, the France pavilion already very nice. They expanded that. Guardians, they just gut it. That like kept the exterior, gutted the inside, kind of not dissimilar to what they, um, you know, did with Guardians and California Adventure, and and starting fresh. And I do like those, and uh, but I I I'm optimistic about that. 
And then I'm conflicted about like, you know, we talked about on the Living Seas, they put in a lot of the signs back in about Seabase, about the modules and like the Epcot font. And I kind of like, I, I like it, but I'm conflicted because I, I think the phrase lack of imagination comes up. It's like, okay, it's kind of, it's a little sad that our version of the future, we don't have an optimistic version of the future presented in Epcot. We have the future of like, 40 years ago coming back around that's your option for the future park is is future from 40 years ago or uh the characters which you can uh pull up on disney plus on your phone and see the characters you know <laughs> yeah well yeah yes. the, yeah the optimistic future all being from 40 years ago is why we're getting 29 new star wars shows <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i w- i mean look i wish I, there's no. I wish there was a world where, like Epcot, when they were designing Epcot, they could have figured out a way. And I think I've said this before. If it's maybe it's like putting original characters on each ride and trying to grant to make them so they were grandfathered in more, like Haunted Mansion and Pirates. Like there's a version of us being able to keep some of these original things that I think. They they didn't want to do what they were doing over in, in Disneyland and Disney World for a reason, but I think it's cost them in the long run because of that. Like they like Figment and the Dreamfinder were the closest thing they got to it, but even they didn't make it out unscathed and still might not. But I wish I wish they could have still done their weirdo, fun, interesting well not fun, scary, uh interesting rides. <laughs> And and done it in such a way that would have made a lot more of these untouchable. So give Epcot Ep- Ep- more history. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, you no, know, like Epcot's more about um, cool environments and vibes, mm-hmm. and not so much characters. And you might say the same thing in a way about pirates and haunted mansion, except that you remember like, oh yeah, the 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 foot pirate or the three guys locked in the jail or these particular ghosts, and that is maybe. Like, am I crazy that Epcot is not full of that? Like, we, you know, think about, like, World of Motion. I was a big fan of World of Motion, but, like, what are the characters that you need to save? Right. Horse car crash. Really any of them. I mean, I like all these rides. What did you say, Jason? Horse car crash? Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Remember the vague horse car crash? Didn't that end up in Pirates, or didn't they move that? Or some of the characters? They might have reused it. Um, some at Figment Jedi on Twitter sent us the concept art of uh, Captain Salty Hind- Captain Salty Hinder and his mackerel that were characters originally considered for uh, the Living Seas at some point. Yes, yes, this was this is something. I that now this is what Mike's talking about. More grandfathered in good characters. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I don't know if Captain Salty would have completely saved the seas from becoming Nemo and friends, but. I, there's something to it. I mean, I, there, there's no way you could have known, I guess, when you were trying to do something interesting and cool that like this stuff is going to have to go away at a certain point because people aren't quite as attached to it. The general population isn't quite as attached to it. Um, but I do think some of that would have helped at least preserve it. And maybe that's maybe this is just maybe it doesn't need to be preserved. I think Joe Rody was saying like he thinks of things and rides and attractions and his uh uh adventurers club more like a broadway show well it had a 20 it had 15 year run a 20 year run so maybe that's fine 
Maybe everything mm-hmm. doesn't need to be forever. I guess you could also say that about why we might not need 26 Star Wars shows. Maybe Star Wars could be over. It's possible we don't need <laughs> right. it forever. A new thing will come that we'll like. Or is it possible that because the first Star Wars show everyone loves, that that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do all of the rest <laughs> of them? I'm not discounting. That's what I'm saying. It's like Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian's worth doing. Clearly, people are apeshit for Mandalorian. Does that mean we're gonna like all of the rest of them? Well, see, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, let's be quiet because then maybe they'll apply that to the Muppets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where it's like maybe we'll get 26 Muppet shows if we show enough interest. There'll be a pattern for this. Yeah, How do we mu- let anyone know we uh, we want that? <laughs> what's the what's the move as an audience? We of course we want that. What? No, but how do we how do we make Disney aware? What's the I best mean, way? Just, just gotta keep talking about it. I, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. know. The Muppets is a trick. The Muppets is trickier. I feel like I, I feel like we'll get like a little bone thrown every few years until oh, it's been pretty much until they like sell them off to someone else oh god <laughs> uh the muppets is a whole nother episode though that's a whole nother discussion uh uh where's i going oh oh uh before we stop i know the name of the guy who was the lead the lead imagineer mm. his name was michelle and i can't pronounce his last name den dulk and he is a mentee of a mr tony baxter Mm-hmm. And he, his first project, because he worked at Efteling, and he worked oh. overseas for a while, and his first project was, uh, where he was, I think, lead on, was Fantasy Fair in Disneyland, which is that area over by that like stage where people swing dance, and where uh, Figaro, the cat, has a little animatronic outside, which I think that was a big hit. That was immediately nice a big hit. Little. Mm-hmm. And, nice little. Uh, and Tony Baxter, I was also because I, I remembered an old season pass where they asked Tony about the ride, and he goes, "Oh, I have faith in my mentee, essentially, because I know he he knows what he's doing." Yeah, um, and I'm not sure what he's. I don't know if he still works for the company. I'm not sure what he's done or has been a lead on lately. But I like both of his things that I know he was uh, in charge of. So, Michelle, thank you. God similar placemaking for the the Fantasy Fair and the queue. Yeah. Yes. Similar. Uh, what a great queue! Yeah, great queue. Yeah, yeah. Um, great and queue. Obviously, being. you know, Efteling—that's a place I've not been, but I hear the theming is out of control. So, in a good way. So, kudos to this gentleman. Maybe this uh, is a good um, attraction in, to do um, the the not always done. Um, uh, plus it up, keep it a keep it or uh, whatever it's called. Plus it up, keep it or burn it to the ground for insurance money. Um, maybe this is a thing to pose to to Carly. How do we? Uh, what 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 happens to this ride to make you uh, more satisfied with it? Oh, um, it's hard because when you look at it realistically, I wish they would have gotten a guardian style attraction. Like I wish they would have gotten the brand new groundbreaking whatever, whatever, instead of being shoehorned into a former track and ride. I think that they did a really good job with what they were given because what they were given was not normal. It was not like a normal, (laughs) just like, oh, you're just going to take over like a random fantasy land ride. Like it truly, there's like boat switchbacks. So I think they did a great job with it, but I would say keep it, but give them another one. So like keep keep it, but like give them a new one because sure. this ride there's re- I really don't know how you would plus it because you would never spend the money to just put in new princess animatronics like that's just not worth it. 
And you can't put more Olaf. Like, there's, I mean, you could fix that hallway. But beyond that, like, there's not much you can do to plus it beyond what it is. So, like, just give him a second plot of land and put in that thing you designed for Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. That's a good call. That's a very good call. Like, make this the uh, Navi River journey to a uh, TBD um flight of passage basically. yes i just yeah. to me frozen has has proven itself at this point it's a huge franchise people love it and i assume the kids who grew up on it so strongly still like it and still identify with it so mm-hmm. at this point like if there's any new animated film that deserves another ride yeah. i think they do yeah. sure yeah big time what do we do with the hallway? How do you fix the hallway? That's this Truly, is what I, now I want to crack it. Just Christmas lights. Like, honestly, if you just put in Christmas lights, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Thrilled. A couple candles. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the icicle things at the beginning of the ride are so good. Even if you just ordered yeah. another shipment of those and just like shoved them in the ceiling. Like, I think truly like any or anything that would make you feel like you're entering more of like a mossy space, just a transition. Mm-hmm. Any, any, anything. You know what, when I also in thinking about this room before this episode, one thing that I was like, I bet I'll have the upper hand here. I was going to go back into the maelstrom and then see, well, what was that room before? I bet it was kind of nothing before, too. So it's almost just exactly what the maelstrom was. And then I watched the ride through the maelstrom. And you know what was in that space? was the weird, tall, upright polar bear, which is one of my... Now, you talk about her IP, (laughs) Great Epcot IP, the very stiff, like, perfect posture, bizarrely (laughs) upright, begging for a treat polar bear. I don't know if other people are as fond of the weird, tall polar bear as me, but it was... Oh, it's like mocking me in the ride through. Like, oh my God, this, this bizarre polar bear used to be in that spot where there's nothing. Well... I guess Carly's got put, me there. Put him back. Um, put them, yeah, yes, put him it's got to be, it's fit. better somewhere, he right? <laughs> yeah. It just stress, it stresses me out in like such an existential way because I feel like I can't, I, I can't praise the ride knowing that there's this one segment where they showed their hand. You know what I mean? It's like they shoved all of the time and effort on like the cool new robot, but then even something where you can emerge, like it just takes you out of the whole story and you could just immerse me just truly by stringing lights. Stringing lights. Also, for me, like, animate some crowd scenes. Like, the whole <laughs> premise is that the whole kingdom is celebrating this event. And I think by the end, there's, like, eight people around, you know? So it's a little... I guess you are the kingdom in theory. But mm-hmm. how many people are in your boat, you know? I think yeah. I missed the Summerfest thing entirely. I think I, that one went over my head when I went on it. I didn't yeah. realize that was the idea until uh, it recapping does, it. It doesn't matter. Now. It doesn't matter. It's just a nice trip with your friends. You know, that's really all. If uh, my plus, it would just be like, have, let the boat stop for 30 seconds and have Olaf, as I said on the episode about the Fast and Furious, Olaf comes up to the boat and like talks to me for a couple seconds and like addresses me. Hey, Michael. I'd love <laughs> Thanks for coming on my ride. Uh, I'd love and that. I would say, yeah, fix the faces. Fix the faces. Maybe put the new heads yeah. on. Put the more advanced heads on the robots. Uh, and then crank the music up even louder. Like, let's get it. Let's get it. Vegas, douchey Vegas pool party club level bass going. Because <laughs> I want to really enjoy uh, on a ride. I feel like on Rock and Roller Coaster, I want Aerosmith cranked up five more like mm. times five decibels 
I feel like it used to be that. When I went on first when I was younger in the 90s, I feel like they really had cranked up Aerosmith. And I feel like now it's not, is not loud enough. How do you so, think the TikTok teens are going to feel about your love of Aerosmith? <laughs> well, we'll see the Aerosmith. Yeah, I guess Whoa. we'll do the... the Steven Tyler didn't know Liv Tyler was his daughter for years? That's kind of <laughs> sus. Canceled, Mike. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, the teens I'm sure will be interested in any Aerosmith content we put out. Uh, as I've said before, I think I've said it at least on Twitter. Uh, one of the first things I want to do post vaccine is get in the pit at Aerosmith's Deuces Are Wild Las Vegas residency. So I am really counting on this vaccine. I will promise I will spend the money. It's too much money. The, my one my one concern is that they have not been putting Jaded in the set lists that I've seen online, <laughs> which is the best Aerosmith song by far. Another Scott and I we have a lot of agreement, and I feel like Jaded and the Frozen Ride are it are both like two of the biggest uh, agreements we have. So. This is what uh, unites us as friends. Yes, <laughs> mainly it's all built on the back of the song <laughs> Jaded. Um, so yeah, get it in the set list, and let's get yeah. You know what? I'm in. I'm in there with you. I'm jumping in the Deuces Wild. Pit and I want Steven Tyler to cough on me. Yeah, that's oh. when I'll know everything's better. <laughs> yeah, that is when we'll know. So yeah, so better robot heads, crank it, DJ, crank up this frozen music, and I don't know, I'm good. I think that's all it really needs. Mm. All right. Well, um, did we do it? Do I guess? I guess Carly Wiesel, you survived podcast the ride. Uh, we survived another. Uh, we 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 had another another boat beef. We we had a boat beef. <laughs> we worked our way through it, and uh, uh, it, hey, it, it's it's always fun. If we, now, do we have diver- this divergent of opinions about any other? Oh yeah, no, we had boats set up the next episode somehow. Oh goodness, I'm not sure. Hmm. How do you, do? You, what's here? Just like general yay or nay on uh, uh, Mexico boat ride. I mean, it depends on if Donald's back or not, because I'm really yeah. starting to appreciate. Plant with sombrero. You might be. That might be, be a my, fix for the hallways. Plant, I mean, there's uh, already like fan art. Like I'm, I'm kind of in on this new, unexpected IP. <laughs> there's your Epcot. This is the hope for the future. Mm-hmm. This is an innovative Epcot IP for the 2020s. <laughs> Carly, here's how you get back in the good graces on TikTok. You, you, you post a, a video uh, of you pointing at that meme. Where the guy's holding hands with his girlfriend and she looks unhappy because he's looking at another uh, lady. Mm -hmm. And the angry girlfriend is Donald's head. And then the other lady is the plant with a hat on it. And everyone will laugh. (laughs) And they'll all like that. They'll all enjoy that uh, two-year-old meme. uh, That that. is exactly how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, that'll Jeez. really work. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I can't yeah, think of any good. other. I mean, I have. We've really exploited my extremely strong opinions on the previous uh, the previous episodes I've been on with right. Starbucks, mm-hmm. with yeah. living with the land, things mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, no, everything else I'm just pretty chill with. What about so. River Journey, Navi River Journey? Oh, yeah. I think it's fine. I mean, I I enjoy it when I go on it. I like some of the smaller detailed work they've done. With like the shadowing on the like lily pads or leaves of character footprints, I think that's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I don't know what's going on, but I don't like I don't like hate it the way some people do. Uh, I don't know if any of us do either. Oh I love it. I like it. 
But maybe somebody's got a cramp. Maybe I have to say I hate it just to. <laughs> I, I have to be the, the what's his name Stephen Lang. I have to be the Stephen Lang of. Yes. Um, I hate the Navi River journey. We're gonna blow it up from the base. <laughs> We're gonna chase those blue bastards out of there. Uh, <laughs> well, I you know maybe we should. I, I would I would hope we could get a next episode when you're on. We could do like Gideon's Bakery or something. But oh my I mean, god, that's a dream. Maybe that's too big. Oh, a, the too dream. Ambitious. That's too ambitious, perhaps. Oh, uh, but we'll we'll find something with all the Disneyland funny business. I it could very well play out that I get the vaccine and end up at Florida in the Gideon's line before I am able to get into Disneyland. <laughs> absolutely, it's it's yeah. absolutely possible. Yeah, it's very yeah, sure. Well, what can and I, we yeah. demand that you do it at this point? I think you have to for content. Oh me, oh. yeah. You know I tentatively already have a trip planned because my family was supposed to go in uh november of uh 2020 and we just called that i think in april or may and just pushed it a year so we'll yeah. see okay hopefully, well you'll be in florida i'll be there. in the pit i'll be in the pit in vegas yeah. well, um, also jason don't miss out there's a hot cookie hour where for one hour a day they serve you a hot ass cookie with local ice cream Carly, oh I know gosh. all about the hot cookie hour. <laughs> which, hour always, which hour is it? I think it's 7 it's, p.m. Yeah. No, it's late. It's late. It's, hot cookie it's hour. late. Even though they're one of their vibes is that like, you know, when we run out, we, want, we only make so much. When we, we're out, we're out. Hmm. Well, boy. But look, um, there's a lot of fun gotta, to be had when we're all vaccinated. Yeah, yeah boy that's gonna be you just jason just tucks into bed just rent the the, the literal closest hotel room you can to the ice cream and the cookie and then just covers up and that's that wow. I, I i read uh i read the disney tourist blog review of the disney springs gideons and i think they spent 70 dollars to sample a bunch of stuff and i was like okay yeah i'm I'm prepared for that. Yeah, that sounds right <laughs> for like wow, a geez. few cookies a few things of cake and two coffees I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> all right, let's do that. Jason's throwing. Well, you're also gonna have to pay for the flight, I guess, too. So it's gonna mm. it's gonna climb, but it'll it, all be worth it. That's true, but I these these frequent flyer miles aren't doing anything right now. I <laughs> know <laughs> yeah, I'm amassing. Yeah, I'm amassing a lot of points because I'm not. Yeah, not using them on anything. And then you're going uh, to Japan. Um, yeah. Uh, the yeah yeah please. Um, so this hey uh we have to exit through the gift shop and ask if there's anything you'd like to plug because last time you were on you did not have your own podcast and now you have your own podcast tell our listeners about it uh yes surprise um i now uh do this i hope with more eloquence than me screaming about a hallway um <laughs> in a work setting uh it's called very amusing with carlo azal who is me if you made it this far without knowing that um that's cool uh it is reported theme park stories for the most part so it's really like diving into the type of things that fans are very interested in that usually like we laugh about on twitter for two days and then it goes away things like when all those weird star wars sodas wound up in a random grocery store uh, i tried to track them all the way back just like random fun things that are very fan focused so we wrapped season one at the end of the year and now i'm taking a cool few weeks off and then i'm back at it is fantastic nice. um yeah. yes well yeah yeah Ch check it out i've checked it out it's great and uh as for us uh you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram if you ever end up finding us on tiktok uh let me reiterate that that content will be scot-free uh that is the, as the, the new luxury brand within podcast the ride where you know i had nothing to do with it mm -hmm. so if you see some seat posting that's the deal 
<laughs> um, and and as for uh, as hey, if you want three bonus episodes every month, uh, you can check out podcast the ride the second gate at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. Uh, which is um, uh, Scott's there for uh, as of now. Mm-hmm. Anything <laughs> um, could change. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so um, I guess what's a frozen way to end it? Um, hey, mm. as you walk through that unthemed black hallway of life <laughs> <laughs> backwards, um, I, uh, it's like a Twin uh, Peaks ending. Yeah, <laughs> so frozeny. Uh, just Scott, maybe just say uh, say something to your followers. Just to uh, say to the Essenons, just say goodbye to them, maybe in your special way, maybe. Um, the uh, the hey, the uh, the the storm is coming <laughs> to Arendale, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be very emotional. You're going to be singing "Let It Go." Uh, it's going to be the most fun storm you've ever had. Uh, that's my S drop. Uh, and in general, this has been a PTR drop. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced dog. by Mike Carlson. Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>